Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in.
Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 265. I'm Dave. I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you going? Mate, I'm doing very well. I'm Excellent. certainly doing better than our internet connection tonight. Yeah, I was going to say take 17. <laughs> uh, the red light's been going on and off, but uh, we're back. Yeah. Walk the line, ring of fire. Yeah, I love that <laughs> song, ring of fire. Um, now, uh, episode 265, um, we're fresh off having JMD Mateus on the show last weekend, and that has been a hit so far. And what a pleasure JM is to chat to. Can I just say that, Rich? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, and he he took us into some deep waters. I kind of led him to the pool, and before I knew it, I was in the deep, deep end. And little Davey almost knew his floaties because I was. it was getting so deep. At one point, I was loving it. Life is an illusion, a dream of God, Rich. Yeah, well, I think I think that's why it it it, it it's uh, it, it's good because you you wade into the deep end and I'm there to sort of pull it back a little bit every now and again oh. before <laughs> before you guys drown. I was loving it. Um, now, so check out that show. Uh, James Debateus was fantastic. Uh, it was really generous of him to give his time and uh, to give so much of himself in these interviews. I think it's 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 so commendable. And on top of that, I mean, his work speaks for itself as well. Like, his legacy is just so assured. And as we say, he's got more stuff coming up, um, coming up, uh, as well as the Ben Riley stuff. And he recently had the Justice League Infinite stuff. He's got more stuff coming shortly. Um, also, Rich, uh, we have Chuck Dixon, patron saint of Signal of Doom. He is coming on the show this weekend and I am extremely excited, Rich, and we have a lot of well, – I said to Chuck, I said, we've got some wild questions for you, Chuck. Um, and as always, he's looking forward to it. But um, you looking forward to that one, Rich? Oh, hell's yeah, man. Yeah, I, I love talking to Chuck. I could talk to Chuck all day. If I could – you know, Chuck's a busy man with a lot of things on his plate. But if he wanted to come – if he said to me, Dave, let's do a weekly chat, I'd be like, I'm there, Chuck. You know, and he's like, you know, I, was, I was literally just about to say, if we could talk to Chuck every week, it'll make him like a, yeah. uh, a third member of the show. <laughs> he he already yeah, but... is the patron saint, but yeah, if he became the physical member, um, but he's a machine. He's always generating so much work and, um, you know, his whole career, he really, frankly, has. He's always been a guy with so much going on. Uh, at once, so prolific, um, and I and I'm really hoping that we get into some some. I, I you know I know that he's going to enjoy this show because I think we've gotten some really good questions that we've got planned for him, and um, we've we've had listeners write in with questions. Shout out to you, Michael. Um, you've got a whole section devoted to your questions, and um, yeah, we've come up with some cool stuff. So that'll be this weekend. Now, this week. Uh, we did a Chuck Dixon cross-gen comic, Breath, which I'd never read. And can I say, Rich, what an absolute pleasure this one was. Every single page. I, how many times have I said I want comics about ancient Rome? Well, finally, there's something exactly what I want, basically. This was exactly what I want. And um, were you thinking when you're ready and Dave's going to be loving this? Because I was. I was loving it. Oh Jesus Christ! I mean, uh, Romans. Uh, uh, you know, uh, in fact, I actually I, I thought, mm. which I thought would have been an interesting take, is I actually thought maybe like we wouldn't actually know anything about the Brath character. Sure. Like, I thought it's going to be like all from like the perspective from the Rome, which I thought would have been a very interesting way to do it because mm. you know, obviously, in the first like issue and all that, uh, Brath and them, you know, you've seen it from the Romans' perspective. You don't yeah. even know what they. Sane, they're yeah, speaking yeah. in a sort of like Gaelic 
whatever it is. Or well, my first thing was like, oh my god, is this like is this going to be from like like the Roman point of view of this oh. like scary you know barbarian king who's just like slaughtering them and 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 stuff. But uh, they then did sort of start telling it from their point of view, which was still just as fun, especially like when he becomes a gladiator. But we'll oh, we'll get into like, it later. But yeah. I was uh, but no, no, of course. I knew this was right up your fucking alley. Oh, sure. I was loving it. Oh, I didn't realize it was going to be all this Roman stuff. I, that took me, I, I thought it was going to be full-on barbarian, kind of like almost expecting more of a Conan thing. And instead, it was kind of more historical, and I was absolutely loving it. Now, I do want to shout out. We, we have, um, actually, which you'll enjoy this, um, I, we often get feedback, and I don't often read it out because, you know, I don't feel like just singing our praises, basically. But I will say this. Um, one of our friends of the show, really good friends of the show, Marie, uh, messaged in, and she said, David and Richard, you have both hit it out of the park again with this James Mateus podcast. And I'm impressed that she spelt James Mateus correctly because I always find that challenging. Uh, so interesting and informative from him and you both. You did a trifecta with your three different celebrities almost back-to-back. Well done. Loved you gave JM three stories to follow through on. Thank you so much, Marie. Well, Marie, thank you so much for bothering to write in. You are very, very welcome, Marie. I'm, I'm yeah, happy she's that a, we could entertain you. She's a lovely lady, and uh, I really appreciated that from her. But, um, yeah, just, you know, look, if people, you know, we're going to try to get more guests uh, as, as time goes on. I'm always looking. We've got Val CMX coming up in... Um, in June, and I've got a few more in the hopper. JM is going to come back late, uh, later in the year. I'm going to reach out to Tom DeFalco again. Um, I'd love to get him back on because I feel like we just scratched the surface with Tom, and we, we God, the poor man spoke for almost two and a half hours. Um, I feel I felt actually be bad for how long. I, 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 you know, I was just, I was just so enthralled with the information he was giving. I was just, I just couldn't, I just, I just couldn't help myself. I just kept going. Um, but anyway, so we're going to look for more guests, uh, but we always, we have a good batch of people. I'm really proud of the people we've had on the show, as well as the regular show, Ridge. I honestly think, and I, I, I say this without ego, I think we are the greatest interviewers on the planet, frankly. You know, like, I, and I say that without ego as well. Can I, can I say, I, I mean, I feel like... You know. Well, I agree because that's why I said I feel like you, you, you go very deep. You know what I mean? Sure. Like you, you, you're the guy. You're you're diving deep into the yeah. stuff, and and I, as I said, I'm the guy there that's maybe just throwing in some a bit more like pick your brain stuff on like, sure. like just like the industry, you know, it. stuff uh, the the craft. But then you're there to like really like you know like zone in on on like um, a storyline or a character. Yeah, like I, I think, as I said, I think I think it's a, a really good. You know, a uh, contrast there. We can we, yeah. we bring a bit of you know a b- back and forth where it's a bit of different. It's a bit of diversity in the questions and and what we're That's looking it. to to ask them. I, so I thoroughly enjoyed it because as I said, you go deep and and I go more sort of like you know oh let's let you know let's talk about the industry sure yeah and, and all that sort of stuff. So I, yeah, Practical. I think it's great. I mean, it gives it gives everyone a little bit of everything. Exactly, and I mean the credit goes really to uh, our guests, I think, as well. Because of course, the, the 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 fact that they can sometimes recall this information and you know come up with their own comments and stuff, like you know, I, I'm impressed. Now, anyway, uh, moving to our news, we're going to hit the news tonight with some big news. Uh, what's this thing about Dan Slot? Explain to me what Dan Slot's talking about, Rich, because I'm struggling to understand what you're saying. 
Okay, so uh, as you know, Dan Slott is busy writing um, Spider-Man, and I think he's doing like a Spider-Verse. Is he back story. on Spider-Man? I didn't realize he was back on Spider-Man at well, all. I thought uh, he well, not like I don't think he's doing the main. I think he's doing like a this. He's doing stuff related to the Spider-Verse. So he's doing like a like, well, like a Spider Silk title, and stuff I like guess. that. Silk, and yeah, yeah, Silk, uh, Spider Gwen, right? You okay. know, yeah. all, all that sort of stuff. Miles and Morales. According to, according to him, Marvel have decided that that's enough. Mm. We're no longer going to be pursuing the Spider Verse. Again, this Bullshit. is just him. Look, this is just him talking in an interview, and he has claimed that they Bullshit. are doing a a Spider Verse sort of storyline where it's all going to come. To a fiery end, a fiery. I call complete bullshit on this storyline. I think he's a carnival barker. There's no way they're gonna kill off the Spider Verse. Like they may fucking reboot titles. I, of course, they'll do that. But why would they kill off the Spider Verse when they've got another Spider Verse movie and it's more popular than it's been in the last twenty years? They'd be no, idiots. no, no. I, no, I don't. I don't think they're going to get rid of all the characters. I think they're just going to get rid of like um, maybe just maybe some of the um, smaller characters that you know. Who? Maybe don't. I don't know. Like I don't know. Does do, does anyone actually care about Silk? I, I do. <laughs> I like Silk. I've always liked Silk. But 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 like yeah, I do. I do care about Silk in terms of the spider you know, verse or whatever you want to call I, it. I, I'll be honest with you. I think if it's true, I think it's great because, as I said, I'm not a fan of – no, no, I, I'm not a fan of diluting your brand name. I'm sorry. I am I believe but in dude, brand name. They're, they're, they're bigger now than ever because of the Into the Spider-Verse movies, like Spider-Gwen and all that are massive. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. People I talk to don't even know what the Spider-Verse yeah, is. Yeah, but, so dude, the know. kids do. The kids do. And they've got that Spidey, Spidey and Amazing Friends, which has got Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen, and uh, Peter Parker. They'd be idiots to do that, man. What they're trying well, I don't to do... know. You, you, you're assuming that is making money. Well, the Into the Spider-Verse movies made a tons of money and the sequel's going to make a ton too, yeah, I guarantee but, but Yeah, but again, that's just, a, that's just a movie. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're talking about from a comic book standpoint that I don't think these... I don't think you can have that many spider people running around and they all sell books. I, don't, I just don't think that's possible. Yeah, but you've got to have a title out there. If you've got movies in cinemas that are making that much I mean, money, you've well, got we, to We're literally... Stuff. Yeah, but we're already at a point where they have no idea what to do with Miles Morales. I mean, they're busy doing a bloody what if series of Miles Morales are literally making him Wolverine really? or Captain America. Really? Like, yeah, because they don't know <laughs> what to do with the character. They look like that's the problem. You have so many Spider people, but you don't know what to do with them. Mm. Because well, there is Spider Man. Like, they yeah, swing but around, I'm just saying, man. they swing around and had to do hijinks. Spider-Man is the main <laughs> character, and I just don't think they know what to do. Like, yes, the Spider-Verse is popular. People like the idea. I love it. Of the Spider-Verse, but I just don't think they know what to do with the characters in general. That, that's my interpretation. Well, I, I think that, you know, if I can be honest, I think Miles Morales was very popular in the Ultimate Universe, and I think having crossing him over... I, I, I always felt had problems down the road because... Can I, can I just... Yeah. Yeah, well, can I say something? Because uh, 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 JM reminded me of this. You know how, like, James said that he really loved that comics grew with him? You know what I mean? Like, they aged as he aged, you know, because, uh, you know, sure. comic books did start as, like, very kiddie. Right. And, you know, when we were reading comics, they were written a little bit more for adults, you know, sure, obviously older 80s. readers. Because, That's from the 80s because, on. Yeah, because readers had, you know, the people who were collecting comics are the people who grew up with comics, and so they had aged, and so you started telling more mature stories. Mm. I actually think Marvel was onto something which they completely failed. They, they screwed the pooch. Oh, dear. You, what you do is you keep your main line with your older characters, right, for your older readers. Sure. And then you do something like an ultimate line where you do kind of reboot it. But that's what they say, did. Right. 
No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. They, they I, I think they were onto a good idea, but they, they completely mucked it up. They, yeah. they screwed the pooch because you could have had two consecutive lines, one for the younger readers yeah. and, and any older readers that wanted to participate in it, uh. where you could have a young Spider-Man, you know, or, you know, the young X-Men where they, they, they still knew there's no history. You can yeah. take different, you know, take them in different directions. Uh, but you can still then, with your main line, cater to the older heroes, uh, readers who have grown up with these heroes. They want to see them older, you know, yeah. uh, maybe, you know, getting married, having kids, maybe, you know, passing the boat. Like, I just think they're trying to have it all when they should have two separate lines. Like, I, I, I do honestly believe that Ultimate was a fan, and it was popular when it started. Oh, yeah. I, it I massively loved it. popular. I loved it. I loved they, it. But they, they somehow they mucked it up because, my God, that to me, that's the answer. You. Your 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 old line you cater to the old readers, and at some point when you know they all die out and they're not doing, you can pretty much end that line. And you've now got the ultimate line. You know what I mean? The ultimate line becomes, oh, these are now our old readers, and then you start a new line, kind of like rebooting, you know, uh, taking those characters back to sort of square ones, and again have another two lines sort of going, and you're you. always tapping in and all that. So uh, I, I think I, think I have that a would counterpoint. Be I have a counterpoint. Now. I have a counterpoint argument. Um. Yes, I agree it's a good intention, and I think the Ultimate line in its like first, say, five years was excellent. I think Ultimate uh, X-Men and Ultimate Spider-Man were fantastic. The problem, I think, <coughs> that they maybe even thought internally was they start to cannibalise their own readers. So I've heard Kurt Busiak talking about how the Avengers at that time were viewed as uncool the uncool book, even though it was him and George Perez kicking ass, and it's actually really good because the Ultimates was blowing up so big. So there's divisions it causes internally as well. So, uh, look, I'm not saying that's a reason not to do it. I, I'm just saying it's it seems that these publishing companies, especially Marvel, they have so many problems. Look, look at them now, Rich. They can barely get past 13 issues before they reboot. You know what I mean? Like they're... they're, they're they're so short term now. They're so short. Their thinking is, it's it's it really is just quarter by quarter. Like they're like someone who lives paycheck to paycheck. They're not looking into the future. They're not planning. I don't think they've got the discipline to to do what you're saying. I don't think that their business. No, no, no. I, oh, oh, I agree. Now, I yeah. mean, if we're talking right now, I yes, I don't think there's the talent nor the depth to 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 have two lines because I don't think. One, they've chased off all the uh, the, the older, mm. you know, um, uh, uh, writers and artists, um, mm. especially writers because I mean, you've got to write it. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't think the younger crowd now could write like a, a fantastic Captain America story or, or anything like that. I mean, I, as far as I, if I remember correctly, I think they're going to make Iron Man a drunk again. <laughs> like, right. Um, That's you know, before. I just, no, no, but I just think like, I just think that they, so bereft of new ideas that sure. they just they, they they just get in the younger writers who again not a lot of them are very good there are some good ones i'm not saying all of them are bad but oh. i think they just get in them to cannibalize old stories but without again without the skill the talent or oh. like the the depth to to to, to make something because you can retell a story i mean they've done it before but again you need the talent you need to be able to I mean to it's do not it. the first time um, that that it's not the first time that um uh tony stark has relapsed you know, he relapsed at least once or twice since Demon in a Bottle. You know, he's relapsed a couple of times. No, of course. But, I mean, but, again, it's, I, I kind of feel like that's that's something you do when you're out of ideas. Yeah, yeah, no. I, yeah. Like, I mean, look, 
some some guy might have hey i have a great idea for that but a lot of the times i think it's just you know what we don't know what to do i don't really know where to take his character let's just you know let's just have him slip again let's just have him well it's like know, if someone out. said you know what we should do break batman's back again <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and it's yeah. like yeah it's also i'm a big believer in this you're never going to it's never going to have the impact that it had the first time the same impact like the second you do the repeat of this of literally the same moment it, it it never equals the first one in terms of just execution and i and i think you know speaking the, the deaths of jean gray think about how big in comics that first death was and every other death to me has felt almost meaningless you know oh, yeah you know, oh, and, well, uh, I mean, again, let's be honest, death right now in the X-Men is absolutely meaningless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'm using that as a, But, like, when that happened no, in the comics, that was that was like a nuclear explosion. And mm. then, the you know, the time she's died since then, I mean, does anyone even remember it? It's just so forgettable. Well, look, I mean, I, I do tip my hat in that they've never... They haven't really tried to do the Death of Superman storyline again. I mean, yes, they've they've changed his powers or, yeah, yeah. or done something, but... They've, they've never done the, oh, let's just kill him again shit, which they kind of did with Batman, you know what I mean? Like, yes, you had the bat, uh, uh, the broken bat, but then, you know, then they did the whole, you know, remember when he was killed, quote-unquote, killed by Apocalypse? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, um, Dark Side, not Apocalypse. That was a good story, uh, though, Side. Final Crisis. No, no, but, um, but again, but people didn't really, it didn't have the same impact because... I mean, oh, one you spoiled that he was alive. Yeah, pretty I was much at the say end. That was a but, big part of it. But even if you, but even if you did it, I think people would be like, "Oh, it's just another, you know, ooh, Batman's dead," or yeah, or you know what I mean. I, I'm agreeing with you in that it it it, it didn't feel as oh, no, impactful yeah, as when not, when he had his back broken. You know what I mean? Where you're like, "Oh my god!" Like they broke. <laughs> oh, they were also back, so. they they were also determined to make sure you were aware that he wasn't really dead at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. he's dead, but he's not really. Almost in the same comic, and then, and then there were some entertaining storylines of him coming back through time and stuff. But you're right; it was ne- it. I mean, it didn't have anything like the same pop as the death of Superman, which was genuinely like that was on the news, the mainstream news. I don't think the death of Batman was, you know, because I would say again, it wasn't really a death. I would say the death of Captain America. Um, was in the middle between those two. I think the death of Captain America uh, was a pretty significant moment in American comics um, with Ed Brubaker. Nothing like the death of Superman, but like, say, a third of the level of interest, you know, it, it hit the mainstream news. But my only issue with Marvel, right, is that when they announce, oh, Tony Stark is relapsing, I kind of go like, look, I, I feel it's even worse now, right, mm. that they're repeating this because... Marvel have literally just repeated all their big storylines and literally Civil called it the same thing. Civil War yeah. Two, that was like Civil terrible. War Two, uh, Heroes Reborn. You yeah. know, like they—they're not just like copying storylines; they're literally copying the bloody title oh, of yeah. of what it was. And that's why, to me, the whole like, oh, Tony, it's like I just feel like you guys right now in Marvel are just rehashing every mm. everything. You know what I mean? Like you have no idea where to take the future. You know, you don't, you don't know that, where to take the franchises. I, part of that, I mean, that's editorial. Uh, that's Brevoort and that's CB and that's a yeah. bunch of old guys sitting around and you know what they're thinking in their fucking craven minds? They're thinking we can just replay the hits to the younger audience and it will be as good or or it doesn't even have to be as good, but we can we can play the same hits 
to a new audience that's so disassociated from it. But the problem is their execution is appalling. You know, their execution is fucking terrible. And I, 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 I equate it to, you know, like when a big blockbuster movie comes out, right? Mm. And then someone does like a cheap D-grade movie yeah. that's like similar to it and it's really bad, like special Direct effects video. and acting. Direct. And it's got yeah, a yeah. similar title, but not the same. It's yeah, similar, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's how I felt like uh, Civil War Two was. Like was the terrible. quality of Civil War Two compared to the quality of Civil War, the first one. And what's is, hilarious is Bendis is wrote both. Bendis wrote both. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a co-writer on one with Mark Millar, mm. but, but it just shows you that like even, well, you know. I, I look I, I he I think he got carried in the first Civil War, oh, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Um and him doing Civil War two shows that he was carried, like oh, really. yeah, it's terrible. Like anyway, so yeah, slots I you know, fuck. I don't even know what that means. I guess we I guess it's wait and see. I think they're trying to have an event reach and they're trying to get some eyes on it, but they know that there's a Spider Verse movie coming out next year. Um, whatever it's called, Into the Spider Verse, I think it's called. Um, Again, uh, he could be a huckster. He could be playing it up because he, he did say in the interview. No, no, because he did say in the interview. He said, "This is not my idea. This is coming from the top. I think they're crazy, but, but this dude, is the, the direction they want to go." No, no, no. You know, that's just bullshit. I, well, you know? I don't know. I mean, there's very few people before the book has come out is 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 laying blame at the at the top right. No, but Normally no, he's trying to do. He, he's trying to do the classic like, "Oh, they're crazy," but like, what they've got cooking is just amazing. It's, it's normal bullshit, man. Like. It's like when people say, and Jeff Johns is guilty of it, when he puts out a, a new book and about DC and it's like, oh, this is in four, this sums up forty years. This you've got to read this. It's great, you know, it's fantastic, and it, it's just the normal hype that they try. I think kind of pitifully to put on their fucking books. If only they could. Oh, you know, I don't know. I would. I would say uh, Jeff Johns usually delivers. <laughs> he delivers a lot more than fucking Marvel have delivered. That's for sure. Like. But but still, Richard, it's not like it's forty five years of build up for this amazing storyline. Like Jeff Johns has the unfortunate job, I think, often of having to apply band aids to to many a story. You know, I really do. I no, no disrespect to Jeff Johns because I think he's done some amazing stuff. But I think sometimes, especially in the last ten years. He's been doing like patch up jobs on some of the mess oh, that mean, had a DC. He, the the rebirth was a massive band aid that he put on on the DC, and they went and pulled the band aid off before the 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 scar was healed, and and did their whole future state bullshit. Yeah, it's craziness. Well, we'll watch this space, and we'll definitely cover it. And I don't mind some dance slot Spidey, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Now, the BBC has today announced, and I'm going to butcher this name, Nukuti Gatwa, and. Apologies if that's wrong. Is the new Doctor set to take charge of the TARDIS? Uh, he's a star of stage and screen, best known for his critically acclaimed performance in Sex Education as the iconic Eric F. Long. Uh, I'm not can't say I've ever heard of this show. Um, for which he was awarded Best Actor at the Scottish BAFTAs in 2020, as well as numerous nominations, blah blah, blah including Best Male Performance in a Comedy Program. At this year's BAFTA. So he's Scottish, uh, a black guy. Um, I've not seen a single... I mean, he looks good. Uh, looks young, which I think was great. Um, obviously, can I, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. I assume he's going to have a Scottish accent, which I like. Um, Rich, are you at all familiar with this guy? Because I've never heard of him in my life. No idea. But then again, I didn't know who... Uh, Matt Smith or... No, oh, yeah. Um, well, that's right. Many, uh, a, many a doctor was unknown. Tom Baker was an unknown. Um, yeah. You know? 
So that, that's not a, you know, not knowing who the doctor is, yeah. not something new. Um, look, I honestly don't care as long as they get rid of the identity politics um, uh, in the doctor. If that's still there, then I don't give a shit who the doctor is. I still won't be watching. Well, for me, it comes down to story. Forget about politics. For me, uh, stories. Stories have been so poor. Well, that's what I mean. I just want good stories without the identity politics about mm. who's bad, who's not. I just want fun, exciting. Well, I don't mind good versus bad. Promoting. I don't mind good versus bad. No, I, I don't. No, but I don't mean that. I mean, there's always good versus bad. I mean, you know, just 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 go back to basics. If you can go back to basics, sure. I, I, I'll I, I might come back. But if you're just going to give me the same shit with the stuff. I'm not. I really that. hope Russell T. I mean, they've they've really dug it into a hole. I I honestly thought the recent seasons. It's been bad for a while. But, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just the diehard. I'm not even enjoying it. And I didn't mind her either. I, Michelle and I were saying, we quite like her, but the storylines have been so poor. Um, you know, they've cleaned house. She's gone. The The showrunner, who I put so much of the blame, Chris Chibnall, is gone. Thank God. He's been woeful. The only thing I liked was that Sea Devils. That's only because I like the Sea Devils. Um, yeah, so... We'll have to wait and see. So I guess it'll be coming out in 2023 because I think her final special, it might be a Christmas special, um, will be this year. And then and then he starts. So that'll be, you know, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, now. So is, so is this a downgrade? What do you mean? Well, Jerry Whitaker uh, said that when the Doctor became a woman, it was an upgrade. <laughs> oh, who cares, man? I mean, she's only having a bit of fun. I, I, I quite like her. I, I, I think she's been... Poorly served by material, frankly. I really do. I, I actually think... I, I think the storylines... Like, she doesn't write the stories, Rich. I think the storylines have been terrible since uh, the end of um, Matt Smith. I think Matt Smith's, yeah. you know, final... Dave, I, I, I agree and disagree with you because while um, uh, some of the Capaldi storylines were pretty bad, sure. pretty ordinary, yeah. he did carry it still. His yeah. his performance, his acting, uh, it still made it watchable. I just don't feel the same with her. I mean, yes, I don't blame her for the writing, mm. but I certainly blame her for the boring performances. <laughs> oh well, I mean, at the end of the day, Richard, we, we, look, I don't think anyone's saying it's the greatest Doctor Who of all time what she's done. So, you know, I mean, it was fairly middling, middling stuff at best, and and I would say, I mean, I I can rank the Doctors because I've seen I've seen every mm. single Doctor. My least favourite Doctor is Colin Baker by some distance. I I actively didn't like his performance of the Doctor. Whereas, see, with her, I don't mind her performance. I just think there's a, the stories are terrible. Um, but even still, she's not far from the bottom. You know what I mean? Because like, I, 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 in general, like my favourite Doctor is Tom Baker, followed by John Pertwee. Let, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, right? Going back to Colin Baker. Mm. It's so, but it's the acting you had a problem with. It was his, uh, inter like his his, his storylines right? were pretty bad as well. So yeah, I, no, no, no. But I mean, yeah, yeah. But I mean, forget the storylines. But he was a little bit more of that arrogant doctor. Yeah, I didn't you know, like very, him. very smart. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, he still acted that well. He did, but I, I, I didn't. When I say I, I don't think he was the right fit. Like I think they made a mistake in casting him. I, th I think the whole. I think because when it comes to casting the Doctor and the direction of the Doctor, a lot of that is the producer and stuff and the showrunner, which was John Nathan Turner. I think he made some huge errors. I think John Nathan Turner 
made some massive errors in, in casting Colin Baker and giving him that material. I mean, this is all, you know, this is all 40 years ago, so it's, you know, no offence to Colin Baker, who I know is a lovely man and, you know, was lambasted. But it was just, I, I, I didn't like it. He has a couple of interesting stories, um, but it's, it, it was repellent to me to have the Doctor acting in that manner. Honestly. Yeah, but I mean, but to be fair, I mean, but that's kind of what the doctor is. Like, literally, every doctor is a different personality. Like, uh, you know, like your Tom Baker's doctor is the very eccentric, you know. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, but, but he's normally uh, friendly. He's normally friendly, you know. And um, he is. He well, is. Well, I mean, Cap- Capaldi's doctor wasn't that friendly. Yeah, but see, Capaldi's one of my least favorites. <laughs> like a, no, no, so, well, no, no. So, while my point is, it's not really the actor; it's the, it's the it's the interpretation of the portrayal of the doctor that that you are ranking is my point. Like the yeah, but it, but it also comes way down that they, to they, I, did, I I honestly like in my heart of hearts, I didn't think much of Colin Baker's performance either. I I, okay, I really did. Enough. I really I he, he, on it, he's my least favorite for a reason, Rich. Like, and I'm a pretty wow. gen, I'm a pretty generous marker. For the doctor, if you know what I mean, like most of the doctors, like Capaldi, did nothing for me. I, I, I didn't. I thought it was cheesy. I, I thought they didn't get the best out of him. He's an incredible actor. I thought the material was very poor. Um, he's probably my second least favorite. She'd be my third least. You know, I almost can't count the um, the first doctor because I haven't seen him much. I like the second doctor a lot. My favorites are, is easy. Tom Baker, followed by Pertwee. Um, probably then um, Tennant, uh, definitely, actually. Uh, and then it's probably Matt Smith, slightly over Davison. Uh, I like both. But see, I like all these guys. They're all up high. But Capaldi and her uh, are down there, and Colin Baker's like a long way down there, you know. So Fair enough. Fair I, enough. That, I, you know, we all have our own ra- – I'm not saying I'm right. These are just my personal – rankings you know like everyone's going to have their own favorites but i'm also a generous marker with doctor who you know like because i have such affection for the program uh i've i i I honestly feel that the reboot started really strong was going really well like i i you know i really i'm not saying it was better than the old show but really well i really enjoyed it and then right at the end of matt smith i i felt the payoffs were really poor and disappointing, considering how interesting his run had been. Capaldi never engaged me. I, I That's where I really started to disconnect from the show. And I've made more of an effort with her because Michelle is into it. So we've I've made more of an effort to watch every episode as it's come out. And it's just done nothing for me. Like, I can barely remember a single storyline mm. that I like of hers. So it's been bad for a while. So I'm hoping... Sometimes you've got to put that. It's called. It's like cleaning out a bad department at an organisation. You've, you've got a few bad apples. You've got to sweep the broom through. You hire new people. You set up a new structure and and you continue on. But like the show must go on, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you, you know what? But it also component. it also I think also comes down to the um, the companions because oh, yeah. when Matt Smith when when Matt Smith had Amy and oh, I Rory, it. I loved it. It was fantastic. And yeah. then when uh, is it Clara? Yeah, yeah, I liked her, but not as much as them. Yeah, no, but but that's kind of when it started going downhill. When yes, a lot of the focus yes. was on Claro, who just wasn't that of that much of an interesting. I agree. Um, I agree. Uh, companion, and then of course Clara carried over to um, Capaldi mm. um, for for most of his run. I thought Capaldi, 
um, was a little bit better. He was a little bit more enjoyable when they brought um, uh, what was the what was the um, uh, the chick that uh, that the came black, off the black oh, chick. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. She had a boy's name. What was it? Um, the, you talking about like she's like, she, Martha or something? Was that her? No, not Martha. Martha was um, tenant. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I, I don't remember. But no, it was Bill. I think it was Bill. Bill. I think Bill was her name. Yeah, that you does know, ring and a she bell. Was, that does ring a bell. And she was just a little bit more, you know, like, um, you know, quirky. You know, she brought a bit, a bit more like sort of comedy. And, and, you know, Capaldi, I think, came out of his shell a bit and mm. became a little bit more like, you know, maybe eccentric and yeah. a little bit more, you know, playful. Uh, whereas with like with Clara, he's very serious. So I think the 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 companions also um, oh, it has yeah. to be the right companion yeah, that yeah. that sort of works well with the Doctor as well. Oh my God! The com- yeah, th- thank you, Richard, and and you're so right. Uh, huge part of Doctor Who is the companions. Like think of Sarah Jane Smith and how mm. wonderful she was with both John Pertwee and then with Tom Baker. Like the chemistry was, it was effortless. You know, um, think of, my God, like, Peter Davison had good companions too. Like, you know, Leela. Think of Leela. Um, you know, there have been some great companions over the years. Like, really, honestly, like, throughout the history of Doctor Who, there have been some shockers. But most of the time, the companions uh, have, you know, when, when that's functioning well, sometimes, I think, personally, that... When Peter Davison was Doctor, people were quite critical of how many companions he had. And sadly, the BBC have not learned from their lesson and they pack the fucking TARDIS with people these days. You know? Like, it's like a fucking youth hostel. And um, I think sometimes Sarah Jane Smith was one person with Tom Baker for seasons. You know? And if you can get it, and if you can get it, and... Don't turn it into a soap opera. Not every doctor has to have a romance with the uh, companion. Like I, I, I'm not saying I mind if they do, but it, they don't have to every single time. And also, here's something else. I'm warming up to my topic. I'm getting a bit tired of the doctor being depicted as this heartless bad person. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. The doctor has to cut some deals and stuff. But I think sometimes... Let's let's make the doctor your friend again, you know. Like let's like honestly, at the heart of the show, that's what he was or she was for, for so many seasons. Of, you know, the majority of the fucking show, that's the, the depiction. Let's go back to that, you know, because I think people like that, and you can only do the doctors like traumatized by um, their decision making and stuff so many times. It it, it kind of gets boring. Um, well, well, you know, my my favorite aspect of the doctors, in most of the doctors, is I love that they have such a love for humanity, and they do they do honestly believe in humanity, and that's why when humanity does make the wrong choice, mm. they do get really you know it's like a parent getting really sure. upset that the the child's made a the wrong choice, but and that's what I felt like me personally and that's uh, sort of jody's doctor turned me off a bit and mm. you know i don't disagree with you saying that you know the colin baker doctor is a bit down there because again he's not the he doesn't you know the, you don't feel like love for humanity from him he's very callous he was very arrogant um, and, 
yeah. It's just weird that you put him right down at the bottom when Jody Whittaker's on the table. But anyway. Oh, no, no. Um, but I've always disliked him but with a No, passion, I don't. You know. But my issue with the Jody Whittaker character is I just felt like she was just there to lecture humanity, mm. like, over and over, where I didn't feel like she loved humanity like the other doctors did. Like, the other doctors have such an affection. They love humans. You, you know they what? For, so me, for me, man, it just I, – I, I struggle to remember anything – kind of that interesting that she's ever done like in the show like you know i'm 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 sort of like do you know what i mean like i i almost see it as almost characterless you know like that yeah yeah, that's what i said i just felt i felt her i just felt her doctor be bland like like no it was like a school teacher just lecturing you just as as dull school teacher who's just there to lecture you well she tried to have a bit of fun with she tried to make it a bit light and comedic which i liked but outside of that, I, it was a, it was almost unformed. Like you know, I just don't think there was the, that much there to even analyze. Like if I'm being honest, you know, like um, whereas Colin Baker, he he went he went a very strong one. Like and that was that was the producers as well. Like this was it wasn't <laughs> Colin Baker himself saying let's do this. I mean, he had a terrible fucking outfit too. And they they went very strongly in a direction that I really disliked. Whereas she really has not gone strongly in any direction whatsoever. I, I'd almost describe the performance as very basic, very sort of neutral, very almost beige, you know? And mm-hmm. and I struggled I mean, she's my second probably least favourite, really, you know, tied with Capaldi, who I never connected with. But I yeah, it's not like it's not like I rate her highly. I just don't. I just don't hate her. Like I, I hated Colin Baker's performance at the yeah, time. Yeah, you know? I'll be honest with you. I, I wasn't a fan of the Capaldi until Bill uh, came on. Once, once they got rid of sort of Clara, and he kind of came out of his um, mm. depression, if you want to call it that. You know, like his, you know, like his anger. You know, because for, for he was so angry. He was so miserable. So angry. So pissed off for like yeah. you know the first two seasons or something like that once bill came on it became more like it became more fun again yeah like they were actually should, having adventures fun. we and... shouldn't have to wait two seasons for it to become fun oh no i i, com- <laughs> I completely agree like, <laughs> like that to me that's, re- that's re- almost ridiculous you know like um but anyway like it's been a show in but trouble it's, for a while it's funny know? because the, the opposite happened with matt smith like I feel like Matt Smith started fun at yeah. you know, with the ponds, all that sort of stuff. And then one once Clara came, it started going darker. He started being yeah. more like yeah. uh, angry. And you always go like, you know, it's fine for the doctor to have moments like that, but not to like, you know, not to be continuously like that for like a season or two or something oh, like that. Great. It's got to be like yeah. moments where something has pissed him off, but then next episode you know he's back like yeah. or she's back whatever like that they back to being the doctor like having fun wanting to explore the you know, the galaxy the time the universe everything everything's like a big adventure to them totally agree well i mean i i, I think that something else they could probably learn it, it, honestly if i'm being honest what they should probably do is more episodes and make the episodes a bit more episodic as they used to be, rather than so connected. I, I, and, and I'm not saying you have to do that till the end of time, but do that for a season. Like you, and also, probably get more out of your doctors. I don't feel they do enough episodes per doctor. I think these, these, these people are shuffling through too fast for me. You know, or, if, you know. or or try something from the past and say, you know what? Instead of us doing like one long, 
you know, um, 15 episode arc mm. or whatever, mm. why don't we just tell mini movies like we did back in the day where, you know, a storyline would go over two or three, maybe sometimes even four episodes, but yeah. it's like a mini movie you're watching. Totally. Yeah, man. I mean, look, there's a lot of things they could do and I- I'm interested. I-, I am, I will say this. I- I'm always optimistic. Uh, it's only a TV show. You can always. It's a strong show. It's got a strong fundamentals. Uh, they've got Russell T Davies coming in. I'm hopeful, you know, and I think that's the best way to approach it too. And the fact that it regenerates, um, or she regenerates into this new person, it gives it a fresh breath of life anyway, because that new actor will always bring in a completely different style to the previous person, and that's a big part of Doctor Who. So you know, fingers crossed. That's all we can hope fingers for, crossed. and uh, we'll see how it goes. Now. Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. We reviewed it last week on the show. I believe I gave it a seven. You gave it a six and a half. Some argue the film should have been rated R because of its occasional graphic <laughs> violence and horror elements, while others have commended Sam Raimi for pushing the movie to the edge of the rating threshold. I, I think PG was fine. Like, PG-13, whatever the fuck it was. Like, I mean, come well, on. Okay, I, I agree that I would love to see a, an R-rated Doctor Strange. Not for violence, but more for horror. You know, because, again, it's magic. No, it's but, but they're it's... saying that this should have been rated R for what it was. Oh, no. Well, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I think it should have gone further. I should have. Yeah. I think it actually should have been an R, like the, an yeah. R movie. Yeah. But uh, I, it was never going to be an R movie. So, yes. Yeah, so, basically, Sam Raimi had to literally, like, go right up to the, the you know, that a boundary of like what you can get away with yeah. for a, a, a PG movie. So, oh no, it was never ever. This is not an R-rated movie, not even close. No. Um, uh, and I tip my hat to to Sam Raimi because I think I said when we reviewed it that you could tell that, like, you know, because he's a horror guy, he comes from that background. Mm. You know, you could tell that he was like, oh, he would have loved to have just gone, you know, balls to the wall, like, you know, just, you know, really delve into that, like, um, the horror element of it. But mm. um, it was always going to be a PG. PG thirteen. Never make a Marvel. Um, oh yeah. Well, they might. They might with um, uh, with Deadpool. Deadpool three. But again, but yeah, but again, that's that's almost a property that almost exists by itself. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's not really tied to the MCU, so they can still do that. And, and but it's going to have it's going to have MCU the... people in it. I'm sure it will. Are you kidding? Well, it's going to have well, cameos again, well, galore. Again, yeah, but again, all, all references and stuff. But my point is, it's still, it, you know, it's still a bit separate. It's sure. like it's a very different tone. Totally. Um, they, they might like, you know, like how we, um, you know, the, they'll break the fourth wall kind of thing. And like in one of the movies where he goes, "I'm taking you," when when Colossus says, "I'm taking you to the professor," and then he goes, yes. "Which one, McAvoy or yeah, um, Stewart?" Stewart. You know, I think stuff like that they could they'll do with the movie. Obviously, you know, make references and ties, but I don't think it'll actually like fully exist in that world. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I agree. But you're saying if they did Iron Man four, it's not going to be R rated. You know, like no, 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 no. no. The, the, the MC, the, yeah, the, the the MCU movies that are all tied together, none of them will be R. Yeah, yeah, not one. Agreed. Uh, now Elizabeth Olsen, uh, obviously promoting Multiverse of Madness. Uh, she's had plenty to say. She made this comment. She said was talking about being locked into a Marvel contract, and she was saying, "I started to feel frustrated. I had this job security." but I was losing these pieces that I felt were more part of my being. And the further I got away from it, the less I became considered for it. So she's kind of moaning about losing out on other jobs, kind of more indie projects. I'm sort of like, wow. I mean, this is like good, um, good problems to have. I, uh, I, I don't 
Oh no, I feel like I feel like that's looking for something to blame because I don't mean to say nasty, <laughs> but everyone else was making movies like um, mm. uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Evans. Mm. Uh, in between the Captain America movies, he made other movies. I mean, God, he made uh, Knives Out, and he made uh, I remember that other Indian not, not too many he, though. He, he didn't made. make too many. No, but I mean. Yeah, but of course, but I mean, he still did stuff. I mean, I sure. don't hear, I don't hear him complaining that he, you know, while he was doing the Marvel movies, he wasn't doing other small. It feels like she's got almost nothing to complain about, and she's busy complaining, like literally on a promotional tour for Multiverse of Madness. It seems a bit much, frankly. You know, yeah. I will, I will uh, say yeah. this. I will say this. I never really considered her that hot, and then I saw her recently in a Scarlet Witch outfit, and I was like, wow, she's actually got a really good body. Like, you know, frankly, I, I, I just noticed it, like, for the first time, really. It was like an awakening for me, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, she, 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 is, she is related to the Olsons, isn't she? She's their sister. Yeah, the younger sister, right? The younger sister of the other two yeah, Olsen yeah. sisters, whatever yeah. their names are. Mary and Ashley Kate or whatever, yeah. Which is funny because she's actually taller than both of them. Yeah. Like, she actually looks like the older sister. Yeah, she does. I agree. Um, now... Guess what, Richard? Are you ready for some of the saddest news? Are you ready to, for your oh, mood? Oh, God. Hang yeah. on, hang on. Oh, wait, no, I'm already sitting. Yep, I'm yep. ready. Naomi has been cancelled after one season. Richard. Oh, no. Yep. Naomi, based on fucking Bendis's, one of Bendis's most shit characters, and that's certainly saying something. Uh, I would say one of, you know, surprise, surprise, they also ran out of material on Naomi, considering she's only been around for five fucking seconds. Um... Uh, this was so fucking stupid. Oh, you know? I'm so shocked, man, because, I mean, she's got some really massive storylines yeah, you know, over, yeah, um, over the last years, year, over the last um, year or so when they've been trying to promote her. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's yeah, so that's pathetic. My point. Like, well, again, and this is, what, this is why I say, right, you, mm. like, you have the characters, Okay, like you have characters that have been sitting in the wings for years and years, and you get and you get. Oh, if you want to be the whole like, oh well, it's got to be Hispanic or it's got to be you know black or it's got to be this. Those characters exist. Like, sure. you, there's a fucking go by who's who omnibus, mm. and you will find characters who have actual history storyline. You know, they they, mm. they have deeper ties to the DC that you can make a yeah. movie about. Yeah, you know, oh, gotcha. sorry, a TV show about. Like, yeah. Don't make some character that is is a you know oh oh it's this new character by Bendis yeah great it's a new character but guess what you have got nothing to work with no like, there's nothing zero, there yeah Cl know, close to zero know, like, close to zero actually you know like it's that yeah. bad yeah and it's and all bizarre. because you just want the new thing instead of actually taking the time and saying hey let's go through the bloody you know uh, encyclopedia of DC characters yeah. Yeah, and, so and many actually characters. find characters that fit what. But how you know, stupid are they though? How how dumb are they? Like, uh, were they just trying to keep Bendis and, and they threw him a fucking TV show? Have they got that much money to burn? Like, just the whole thing is just well, weird. I mean, clearly not because they've cancelled a boatload of fucking. <laughs> well, <laughs> they've cancelled a boatload of CW shows at the moment. Well, they they lost him in the end, didn't they? Like he 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 flew the coop and went to fucking. Dark oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they were glad to be rid of him. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it feels like I, I. I just don't get it though. Like every every week, we all could have told them like this sucks. You know what I mean? Like this this whole Naomi fucking disaster. It, there's, there's just nothing there. Like 
I mean, even if she was a slightly like, I thought she was a slightly likable actress, but there's nothing there. You've got no history. So, yeah, I guess you could have writers creating on the fly in the room, you know, for stuff. But then at a certain point, well, what are we even doing? We, we created a character five minutes ago. Bendis has gone. We're, we're giving it to staff writers who've then got to try to expand upon this, this kind of character that there's no history, there's no legacy, there's nothing. You know, um, there's her shit adventures in the last few months. Well, from what I saw... But not just that she has no ties to any characters either. So she has no history with other characters. So there's no, bizarre. like, you, you know, you'd be like, oh, what characters from the DC we're going to bring into this? Because, you know, she's not she's not even tangentially sort of tied to any character. Yeah, I know in the comics she, she's a fan of... Like, here's my, my, my issue with Naomi is she's like a... She's like an amalgamation of Miss Marvel and uh, Riri Williams. And that's that's right. literally all that character. Jesus Christ, two fucking characters that I would never want to ever see, and then they've combined two of my least favourites in history. Congratulations, Bendis. <laughs> and so, I mean, okay, I, I know I've said this before, I'm probably going to sound like a, a broken record, but, I mean, honestly, if you want to do... If, I'm, if you want to be like, hey, we want to promote more black heroes, yeah, just... Fucking go for the um the, the like hardware or icon, you yeah. know, or, or Static Shark for God's sakes, you know. Static Shark was massive yeah. back in the day. He had his own cartoon, he was one of the most popular like yeah. rising yeah, characters yeah, again until sure. they till they fucked it up. But do that, man. You've got these you've got these characters and they guess yeah. what? Got history, they've got stories. Yeah. You know, uh Blunt Syndicate, uh, uh hardware, icon, uh, you know what I mean? Mm. God, do an icon one. You want, like I said, you want your black superhero, fucking do your icon. Come on. Mm. Well, you're, I will watch it. I will watch it. I, I know you will, Rich. You love it, man. You, know, you can't get enough of it. The, man, the amount of times that you've talked about icon, Jesus. Mate, I, I, I collected those back in the day, man. I've mm. got Blood Syndicate books in, in my collection. I've got icon, you mm. know. Hell, give me a – okay, fine. You're, oh, we want more name recognition. Steel. Yeah, classic. And he's got ties to Superman. Yeah, it does. Big ties. Like, Huge oh, ties. I just, it's such wasted fucking money and potential, man. It's so annoying. Well, yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, what was I going to say? So, look, I, I'm on record as hating a character, but I will say this for Ms. Marvel. At least they've been pumping out comics for, you know, close to a decade, you know, probably about eight years. So they've got eight years worth of crappy Miss Marvel stories that they oh, can fucking. I was going to say they've got eight years. I don't know how. <laughs> no, I no, good, I but... know, but like, there's at least some product there. Now, I'm not saying that you, every single episode has to be an animated version of, or you know, whatever live action version of of the comic. Of course not. But there's a baseline there. Naomi barely has a baseline. She turned up with her fucking enormous vague powers. She's suddenly for some reason in the Justice League. And she just sort of turns up and is at things. She's she's kind of like the stranger at the wedding. You know what I mean? There's nothing particularly interesting about her. You can just tell it's Bendis's little pet fucking project, which he then abandons himself. So well done, Bendis. Um, yeah, the whole thing. Whoever greenlit that show should be fired because it, there was well, just nothing there. The thing is, I know Bendis had nothing to do with the show because yeah. I believe uh, they gave it to that Ava Duv. 
Oh, Ava DuVernay, yeah, the woman who was going to do New Gods and stuff, but then yeah, left. So, um, so yeah, so Bendis even had nothing to do with the TV show whatsoever. And considering what what I've seen of Bendis, like on Naomi, probably for the better as well. You know, it's not like his Naomi stuff was that fucking great that you know it it required Bendis to turn up and give his shit performances. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I agree. The the whole thing is just terrible. Like. Honestly, like it's 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 you actually think just how bereft are these people of of how stupid like and I, and I don't mean to be sound too cruel because I I get it it's entertainment like I, look I understand it's it's like gambling at the casino kind of thing like it's it's tough to win you know what I mean like and you're putting a show out there the chances of it failing even with a good show are high. You know, it's it, it's a gamble how audiences are going to respond, how advertisers are going to respond, everything like that. But with DC, with that sort of um, whole CW thing, something they have had is a loyal kind of audience that has turned up for X amount of years, you know, cl- closing in on 10 years now probably. Um, there's an audience there. The problem with Naomi is, though, it, you know, there's no comic book fan base to speak of. You know what I mean? Like speculators love that first issue, but but really, there's there's really no there's no sort of cultural heft to the character at oh, all. But, but even worse, Dave. Even worse. Okay, so they are they trying to sort of um, do stuff with the milestone universe, right? Sure. You know, they they're doing these uh, milestone seasons, right? Yeah. So again, and and this is why I don't understand how like these people are supposed to be business people, right? Mm. If you make a show based on the Milestone universe, right? Mm. Just pick a character. Guess what? If people enjoy the show, then you've got five different books, mm. titles that they can go and collect and delve into if, 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 if you do the show well, right? Mm. Let's say you do the show well and, you're gonna bring, you, know, and you, can, you want to try and bring in some new readers. Okay, so let's say you do the Naomi show. Let's say it's fairly successful. Okay, well, well done. You've promoted one book. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I just feel like if you did a milestone show, and guess what, that milestone show could be successful, which then branches off, and you, and then you basically almost create, you know, like I did with the Arrowverse, mm. and you could literally create your own milestone because again, you've got all these characters, you've got this history, and then that promotes the books, and then there's five different books, and maybe now the books start picking up a bit because you know. So I kind of feel like one show could promote an entire range of books instead of taking this this brand new character who's got no. Mm. Nothing to them. What are you promoting? What 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 are they gonna? What are you gonna drive them into the the comic book shops to get? The whole like, thing. Yeah, you you're so true. The the whole thing was odd. Look, I will say this. Like, if they'd had, if they'd had, uh, I think, if the character had hit a bit more, you know, like, it's not like they, you know, if the character had hit a bit more. Like for example, I know she'd been around forever. Okay, I understand this. But when Ms. Marvel, not Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, when that hit, when Kelly Sudaconic relaunched that comic, there was a moment in the comic book zeitgeist where everyone was talking about Captain Marvel. It was a big thing. Now, I, I know that she'd been around forever, but no one outside of comics knew who she was. You know what I mean? She was unknown. So they did have like a little springboard of sort of attention. They had a bit of hype. Naomi was nothing. Naomi was just a shitty Bendis character, which he fucking, I, I feel, almost very egotistically elevates into the Justice League, like his shit fucking invention. 
and suddenly she's palling around with, and she felt like an she felt like an interloper. You know, she, she hadn't earned her stripes. You know what I mean? Like, definitely out of place. But you know what? Yeah. I, as much as I hate, as much as I hate Captain Marvel, right? And everyone knows I hate the character. But <laughs> at least, no, no. But at least a Captain Marvel movie is she's got her own book. It's also yeah. got ties to Miss Marvel. It's also yeah. then got ties to uh, Avengers because she's prominently featured in the Avengers. I mean, at least that's a gateway to yeah. other books that are ten even connected or even tangentially connected to it. Yeah. As I said, the Naomi to me just is not connected to anything. It doesn't no, read that's anywhere. It. So basically, wrapping up this fucking topic, um, it's of no surprise to me that um, this show was cancelled. And I don't say that really from any real hatred of anything. I, I actually gave the show a chance just purely as a professional. I, I thought the actress was fine, actually. I, I just It just felt like there wasn't much there in terms of a character or, or anything. Like, it was just... None of it was very compelling. And and that's that's honestly my review. Like, nothing about it was, was compelling. It, it, it felt very sort of, you know... Yeah, boring. I mean, as I said, like, if, if you're a comic book fan and you hear they're going to make a Stargirl, you know, show, which they did... Well, you're going to tune in because you go, oh, Stargirl, connected to the JSA, connected to, you know, uh, uh, Seven Soldiers of Victory. You know, there's so many connections that comic book fans are like, oh, I'm going to, I, I keep an eye on their show because so many characters could pop up. Yeah. But again, Naomi, you're like, well, who's, who would who would I watch? Why would I watch that show? Who's going to pop into Naomi? She's not connected to anyone. So that's why I say it's, I, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just shocked that the, the show actually got made, let alone cancelled. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it is. It is a, was a puzzling day, my friend, when they uh, sort of decided that that was going to happen, and it's been cancelled. So I guess we can move on with our lives, and and I dare say she's going to be consigned. Well, I, to I, the, I, I I moved on like a year ago. She's going to be consigned to the scrap heap of history, along with um, Bendis's DC work, none of which I think was very good. Oh my god, I saw someone the other day on CBR did a list, Richard, of the ten most important DC events that you could be sleeping on kind of th- like I was trying to list like the top events ever yeah. they uh, event Leviathan they were like oh, this is a- <laughs> like no shit like I'm like really like event Leviathan one of the most crap events and we did do it on signal so I do know what it was about but and- we- I, I want to say to them no one's sleeping on it people buried it and then pissed on it yeah like, exactly like people no, no one's sleeping on it People are trying to forget it. It was fucking appalling. Like it was embarrassing that like what, uh, what, what what's another event people are sleeping on? Uh, Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're sleeping on just exactly like oh, people are sleeping on it. It was just so great. Like the revisionist history. Sometimes it it just makes me roll my eyes because I just think honestly, like do you do you really think people are buying your bullshit that like these events like. I don't know. I was. I, I. 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 honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, "Oh my god! I can't believe someone had the gall to write Event Leviathan it was like one of the top DC events of all time. Like it was like one of the fucking poorest. Um, you know, one of the no, most. It was, it was so boring. It was so. It was boring. so fucking dull, man. Like it was. It was. It was woeful. And even for even by Bendis's mediocre standards of the last ten years, it was woeful. Like. You know, I think part of the problem with Bendis is, look, he is a he is well, you know, he's a successful businessman, but he he's all about content, like just get, get just get the content. Like he he does hit a deadline, but the problem is 
he waters, he, he stretches himself so incredibly thin, and I don't actually think he's that sort of oh. talented to begin with. You know, like no, no, no. Like- you, you know how he does it. You know how he meets his deadlines. How he he pumps it out because you know he's writing quite a lot of books. I'm not joking. Go back and read the the, the books, right? As an experiment. Yeah. He actually spends almost half a book yeah. recapping the previous book. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. He literally will spend almost half an issue. That doesn't surprise me at all. Recapping the previous issue. That's how he gets. That's how he gets so much work done because he only does half a book, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. He, you know, and like to be that prolific, you have to have a few tricks up your sleeve. But I, I, I feel like he's the magician who you sort of just see right through. If you know what I mean, like his tricks are not you know, compelling. Like you can be a bad magician. He's a bad magician. That's basically it. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, he sucks, fucking fuck Bendis. Like you know, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of apologising for him because I liked Ultimate Spider-Man 20 years ago. Well, that was 20 fucking years ago. You know, like I'm sorry, you can't live on the hits from 20 years ago. If you if, if he'd retired, he, he'd be fine. You know what I mean? But he didn't. He kept putting out shit that got more and more mediocre. And okay, you know, here's the thing. I I'm. I, if you said to me, you know, okay, DC, as I said, I think I said this when they announced um, Bendis was going to DC. I said, look, if you if you're going to bring D, if you're going to bring Bendis, if you can just give him some street level characters, yeah. you know, maybe even like a Green Arrow or or, or or something like that. I think it wouldn't be like the best, but yeah. it'd be tolerable. But the, yeah. you, to give this guy Superman, yeah, I know. Like really, like I, I just. Enough. Like you know, it's it's like well, the money they were paying Rich, they had to give him something big. He was getting paid a fortune, remember? But again, I think Bendis, honestly, I and, and this is my uh, opinion of Bendis, and this and this was even at the height of Bendis when he was quote unquote good. <laughs> yeah. He's a, you know he's he's a street level writer. You know when yeah. he was doing Avengers, it was yeah. all street level characters. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was Spider Man, it was Wolverine, it was it was uh, Luke Cage, it was oh you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was all the. I think I think I I can stomach him as a street level character. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. a writer. If if you, I think he does better with street level characters. I'd agree. I, I just, totally agree. Yeah. I definitely. just don't don't give him like like Superman or or Thor. I mean, could you imagine Bendis writing Thor? God, it'd be so terrible. Dude, I'll tell you something. When I met Bendis, you know, or it was at a con where Bendis was doing a Q and A and he signed it. Like he was very pleasant. You know what I mean? Like this is not actually a bad guy. I'm right? sure he's a lovely guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm but anyway, he actually said. Well, I remember in the Q and A. So this isn't confidential to me. This was in the Q and A that that he should never be writing Thor. Like a Jewish, you know, you know how he plays a Jewish card. Should never, you know, with the sort of Yiddish language and all that kind of stuff. You know, all that shit that Bender throws in. That Thor is like a million miles away from him. He actually said that in the in the interview. Well, so is Superman. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Superman was. Well beyond, like, and also, I I actually think Bendis has gotten way more pretentious than he was back then too. Like when I hear Bendis talking interviews now, it makes my stomach curdle. Like, frankly, like he. Well, I mean, you know, let's be honest. It's not it's not hard to have a big head when you're kind of not writing your best, and yet you're still getting paid highly for it. Yeah, that's right. You're sort of like, well, I don't even need to be that good. Like people love like my fucking most mediocre shit. Like. Why? Why try hard? I, that's almost how I feel it is with Bendis. It's like, why should I try hard? They, they love. They love no matter what I put out there. They just, you know, some people love it. But I tell you what, it can't have been selling that well, Rich, because otherwise uh, DC wouldn't have, uh, 
you know, cut off the money supply kind of thing. As I said, um, uh, Tomasi was outselling Bendis when he was writing yeah. Superman. Doesn't surprise me. I, I consider Tomasi a far better writer than Bendis, based on what I based on what I've seen Tomasi do in the last ten years. I think he's you know by far better than Bendis. Like by far, it's not even close. You know, in my opinion, mm. um, I think Tomasi's put out a lot of good. I actually think Peter Tomasi's always been very underrated. You know, mm-hmm. um, might not be the best guy on the planet, but very competent. Very you know. And, and at least he puts effort into it. Consistent, puts effort in, uh, much more compelling. Bendis is, um, he's that kind of modern Marvel, which I always find is, it's very lightweight. You know, it's very lightweight stuff, like, honestly. And, you know, Bendis will probably defend it by saying that's what comics always were back in the day. But funnily enough, Bendis always talks up his own shit like it's going to be so amazing. And it's it's just not. I'm sorry. Like, Bendis, I'm glad Naomi got cancelled, frankly. Now, um, sad news for Wonder Years fans. ABC fires Fred Savage for inappropriate conduct. He's a uh, director, obviously the original character, lead character in the original Wonder Years, and he directs quite a few episodes of the reboot. Um, yeah, and he's been fired, Rich, for inappropriate conduct. I don't know what it was. You know, well, that's the thing. Like, it's it's hard to form an opinion or or anything when it's so vague. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, well, I think. I mean, was... well, well yeah, here's the thing. What's inappropriate conduct? Did he yell at someone? No, I think it might have been more harassment. I think it might have been more harassment. Kind of, I believe that might have been more more of the story. You know. Well, again, that's well, again, that's you making an assumption because they've not said anything. No, I think to what I it. think there was some stuff in the in the. Let's have a look. I think there was some stuff in the report. Well, again, I tried looking it up, and just people were alluding to things. They were saying um, uh, they, they, they were making one reference where he, he's been known to yell at people on set and all this. So again, I'm like, okay, so well, what is it? I mean, is it sexual? Is it is it just that he's a fucking I, jerk? I assumed it was. I assumed it was uh, like sexual. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, that, that's right. The sexual harassment allegations were dating back to when he was sixteen. Um, oh no, a sixteen-year-old horn dog. That's yeah, terrible. I know. That's a big surprise. Um, yeah, I don't young know. guy, rich and famous, getting a big ego, thinking he's a, a god's oh. gift. Wow, what a terrible sixteen-year-old he is! Like, geez, grow up, man. Back in, um, it's not the first time Savage has been accused of misconduct. Back in twenty eighteen, a former wardrobe wardrobe department crew member of Fox's 2015 show, The Grinder, sued Savage for assault, battery, and harassment. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, he denied the claims the same year. The One Year's actress, um, Ailey Wills, claimed the cancellation of the series came after a completely ridiculous sexual harassment suit filed against Savage was 16 at the time. Blah, blah, blah. So, who knows? We don't know. We, we actually, there's no information. You are I right. mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to form an opinion when, you know, again, and they try and bring up something from but when I he was 16. Do you care? No, no, I don't uh, really give a fucking no, shit. Oh, one, one, he's 16. Don't, you know, because I feel like that's you trying to paint this story by trying to allude yeah. to something he did when he was 16. Uh, that, sure. that, that, in my opinion, that shows that maybe this situation is not, as, is not that bad. If you're trying to go back to when he was 16, yeah, and yeah, probably did something inappropriate because I mean he's fucking sixteen. It's not an excuse, but 
Yeah. You know, I mean, you've okay. got hormones. You you you've got a big head. You're rich. You're famous. You know, yeah. you. I mean, I mean, you're massive. I mean, um, Wonder Years was massive, massive. It. He was like a, a massive celebrity at, at at such a young age. Like, yeah, okay. I yeah. mean, um, reprimand him. You fucking yeah. If he did the wrong thing, you tell him, hey, don't be like a dickhead. You know, you got to be a man. But don't try and go back to sixteen to try and like. Yeah, I hear, man. Yeah. Unless it is that bad. And that's my point. I don't know. I'm, I, we'll have to keep an eye on it because uh, inappropriate. Well, what is, again, because there's a lot of people just complaining today about people who just, you know, yell at them, which are okay. I mean, not everyone, you know, um, responds well to, 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 to yelling or, or, or anything like that. You know, some people respond well to it. Some people don't. It just depends on your makeup. But I want, I'd like to hear more before I, I, I sort of... You want more information, uh, Rich, don't you? I can't help it, man. I'm, I'm a Libra. I, I, I just, I, I'd like to hear <laughs> the full story and get both sides. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't care that much about it, like, to be honest. I could give a fucking shit about Fred Savage. Like, he was good. Like, well, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I forgot that even this new Wonder Years thing was a thing. So I, I, I didn't like, even, oh, no, what, I, I'll go one better. I didn't even know it was a thing until I read this fucking article. Um, well, so. I think I think we we ha- we we, ha- we we oh, this is a long time ago. I think we mentioned it on the show that they Did were we? rebooting it, right. or but that was the last time that we even Heard spoke about, about it. it. So until I read those, I was like, oh shit, that's right. There was some sort of one. Have you seen the Goldbergs? <laughs> what do you think of the Goldbergs? I've not watched the Goldbergs. No, uh, it's it's kind of like the Wonder Years in the nineties, basically. Um, another show that I like, similar sort of um, yeah, genre, fresh off the boat. Which is the '90s and Asian Family in the '90s is actually quite good. I quite like it actually. I think uh, that got cancelled, unfortunately. Oh yeah, but it had a lot of seasons. It, I think, it did eventually. I did it. Oh, that's good. That's you know, good. it had like it had, dude. It had like at least six seasons. You know. Um, we, okay. Well, that's good. That's we watched it. It's a good run. No, it was good. It was funny as well. Is what I'm trying to say. It was a funny show. Like I enjoyed it. Um, the the guy in it. Oh, I was going to say the Asian guy. They're all Asian, but the the the, the father, the father, yeah, the father. Yeah, he's been in some Marvel. Movies. He was in some Marvel thing. Yeah, um, I don't even know what oh, it was. Uh, I no no. So I know that he was in Ant Man and the Wasp. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think he was in one of the TV shows. I think he might have been in Scarlet Witch in WandaVision. Or something like that. Yeah, it was either One Division or Hawkeye, maybe one of the. I don't know. He was yeah, in he was one in of those because I think he. I think he's a. Um, he's a law uh, enforcement guy. Super he, fucking I, generic role. Can I say that as well? Like. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. Like, actually, I actually remember him from his very, very, very small uh, cameo, if you want to call it not that he was famous for a cameo, but on The Office oh, uh, right, when really? they were pranking. Well, when they were pranking Dwight, mm. he walks in as Jim. Right. Right. Uh, and starts sitting down, and Dwight's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "What? What do you mean?" He goes, "You're not Jim." And he goes, "Yeah, I am." And he's like, "No, you're not Jim." And he's like, "Dwight, what are you talking about? We worked for years." And he's like, "Jim's not Asian." And he goes, "Ma, you never noticed that before." Good on Dwight. And like they were just like punking him so yeah. bad, like making him like question reality. I actually remember him from that small thing when I saw him on him. I was like, "Oh my god, that's the guy from the office," and he only had one like. Two minute fucking spot on it. That's hilarious. Well, um, okay, so the one years uh, guys being uh, fired. Uh, the rumors apparently that Warner Brothers will replace Ezra Miller in the Flash are reportedly false. Which just, I mean, how the fuck Ezra Miller is getting away with all this shit? I can't understand. No, no. So he, 
here's my theory to this, because I've been reading some things. I think what they mean is that they're not replacing him in the movie. Because some people were speculating that oh, they were going, right. they're going to reshoot the scenes with a new actor. Oh, they're never going to so do that. No, no. So what they've basically said, no, we're not. But they've not mentioned that they're not going to replace him in future. Oh, I think um, he's to- I think he's toast in terms of the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I believe some people were pushing for him to be, t- like, replaced in this movie. You know how people freaking get, like, you know. Look, I, look, I've I, I got no issues with you saying I, I don't want to see future stuff with him, right? But, I mean, you cannot, you cannot ask a company, a, 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 a film thing, after they've made a movie, right? It's in the can mm. to now go and spend millions and millions of dollars just to replace an actor. because they've. And that's what I said. Sometimes you've got to be able to just separate the actor from the 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 like the the right, job from yeah. the person and no no even if it's just for that you know and know that okay going forward there'll be ripping but i mean you you know what i mean you can't retroactively change the past they made the movie it's shot you know what i mean they they're not going to go and spend millions and millions of dollars just to now it could hurt them maybe people are going to go i'm not going to go see as i mean i'm not i wasn't going to go watch the movie to see ezra anyway i was going to go watch the movie to see um, oh, dude, I fucking um, hate Ezra Miller. As, like, as Batman, so... Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I'm going to go see dude, that movie. Dude, I, I, I hated Ezra Miller before this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I've always thought he's fucking well, shocking, like, frankly. like. I mean, hate's a strong word for a real person. But oh, fuck I just him. Like, him. Well, fuck no, him. I, like, I, no, no, no. I hate his fucking portrayal. I hate his acting style. Oh, you no, know? no, no. Okay, sorry. I hate him as the Flash, but, I mean, I don't hate... A, 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 okay. I'm very quick to say I hate like a fictional character or someone's portrayal, sure. but I don't hate a person I don't know. I, I just like I couldn't him, give really. a fucking I shit. I think he's got some problems. I think he's Oh fuck him, man. Are we gonna play the violin for Ezra Miller now? Like really? I'm not playing the violin. I'm just saying he needs help. <laughs> I think that some I think someone needs to take him and put him in some sort of facility so he can get help. I just I, maybe it's the harsh side of me, but like I just don't care about these people. Like you know, they, they fuck their own careers up with alcohol and drugs and then we're expected to, like, you know, sob over them, especially when they've been so poor. Like, it's not like he's been good. If he'd been really good, I like Robert Downey Jr. was brilliant, you know, and he had all those drug issues and, and a lot of people in Hollywood and, you know, his his fans were like, we hope it all works out for him because he was such a yeah, br- but, brilliant actor. But this guy no, was no, but- like so fucking average, man. No, no, I, I get that, Dave. Again, I'm not talking about his. I don't think he's a phenomenal actor or anything like that. My Terrible issue actor. is, is that I think that I think there's a difference between someone just, you know, uh, having a, a drug or alcohol problem, mm. and someone who already has mental problems, then adding drugs and alcohol and 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 that to it. And I sure. think, take away the drugs and alcohol, I think he has. A, I think there's something wrong with him. Like I, I'm not saying that in a mean way. I think there is something wrong with Ezra Miller, and I think that the drugs and the alcohol have have exacerbated it and 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 made it worse. But I do think that he's got to. I think well, at the end of the day, brain. dude. Like I, I hear. Look, I do hear. You. I I get it, man. I'm being a bit harsh because I'm just in a mood, and 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 I'm sick of Ezra Miller. I, I'm a bit sick of this prick. But I, but dude, also. Okay, I mean. Someone has to do something about his shenanigans. He's fucking hitting yeah. people with chairs and yeah, exactly. and, and, and causing the problems. So I'm not saying that. Oh, just oh, let him. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Let him run free in Hawaii. <laughs> put some handcuffs on him and book him into some sort of yeah facility. Um, uh, facility. Because yeah, yeah, yeah I agree out. with that. I agree with that. That's a good point. Because um, I agree with that, man. But but all can I say this as well? And this goes for all drug addicts and people who shoot up. 
I'm sorry, but you made that decision. You know, even Robert Downey Jr., like, like uh, who I love, you know, sadly, and a lot of people who are take uh, a lot of people who I love in terms of entertainment who were, you know, killed by drugs, you know, um, you, you know, unfortunately, the brutal reality is when it comes to stuff like heroin and fucking massive amounts of ice or speed, which are, you know, in general, or crack cocaine, I'm sorry, no one held a gun to their head. You know, like I'm. Like no, I, I'm, no, I, I agree with that. If we're like, just talking about drugs and alcohol, yeah, sure. like you know, and I, and I get some people have bad childhoods and this and that, but I, I just feel that uh, that enough people have died and this path is littered with corpses. Um, that you know, can't you be a little bit fucking smarter? Like, I, I, well, you know, I just, I just well, don't get it, man. I just, I just, part of me just doesn't get it. I'm just like. It's so obvious that it's going to turn out poorly. Yeah, but 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 the problem is, is uh, and this is just human nature. Is uh, even though you hear those stories, mm. what's everyone's reaction? That won't happen to me. Sure. Yeah, I could dance with that. That won't happen to me. That won't happen to me. Yeah, I can do. It. I can handle it. It's like, just one hit that, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's people's biggest downfall is that everyone believes they're it won't happen to Yeah, them. they're invincible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so true. That, that's why it's just everyone. I don't again, and no one, you know. That's why they say humans will always make the same mistakes over and over because we never. Yeah, it's true. Now, in his case, I think you are right. I think that there's 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 more to the story than just. I I think he's unhinged mentally, you know, and for sure, for sure. That's why I say I think the the drugs and the alcohol are making it worse. Yeah, like it's. It, it, but I, but again, even if you, you know, as I said, rehab, I don't think it's the issue for him. I think some people, you know, like Robert Downey, rehab, you know, they got to like look at their life and say, shit, what are the decisions I'm making? But yeah. I think for Ezra, I think he needs more help than just rehab. I think, uh, I think he needs to talk to someone. He needs to, you know, um, he, he needs to be in a white coat somewhere and, and yeah, actually talk to well, someone. But, but you know what? Like maybe that's the best thing for him. Like, you know, like yeah, I he, he, look, as much as, as much as I abuse his acting, he does have some skill, you know. It's it, it, it's not my personal cup of tea, but he's no worse than a lot of actors. Like I, I think a lot of actors are kind of mediocre. I, I think he's medium. I think he's got sort of potential. Um, like he's okay uh, in terms of his acting skill. It's not great. Like, and I think it's very one note. But there's enough people have done more with less. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, but but if he's off the scene, dude, you know, for for six months a year and gets serious, you know, not just detox, but serious, as you say, serious therapy, which he can afford. Let's face it. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess he could turn his life around, but like, God knows what's going on with him, man. Like, you know, because it wouldn't strike, and this is going to sound dark, it wouldn't strike me if he's like partially suicidal, because that's often where these people who have those really big problems. Well, the, the, you, know. you know what I find so fascinating about Hollywood, right? Mm. Hollywood loves a, a, a comeback story movie, right? Oh, sure. They love movies about second chances, but Hollywood doesn't like to give second chances. Mm. Like Robert Downey Jr., if it had not been for um, uh, John Favreau, yeah, uh, I don't think he would have had a, a resurgence with his career. I would you say this I mean? though: Robert Downey Jr. was given multiple chances prior to that. You know, he, he no, 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 he, but no, no. Yeah. I understand that. I, yeah. I understand that, but it's not just him. Even like Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, you're right. You like, are right. You, you know, are right. 
the pitch. Mel Gibson had to, had to start making independent movies. Sure. Like, oh, right. because yeah. Hollywood was like, nah, mate, you, you made a terrible mistake. You fucked you know, up bad. 20 years ago, we're never going to forgive you. Like Hollywood has this weird thing of uh, maybe also just being maybe selective in, in who they forgive, but they do not like to forgive people. Like, uh, you know, they like to cut you out, which is so weird for a, for a, for, for a, uh, um, an industry that makes feel good, you know, oh, yeah. comeback story movies. It's it's fascinating. Well, that's the bullshit of Hollywood, man. Like, let's face no, it. No, no, but I'm just saying it's just so funny that they, they, they make bang off that, but they don't actually, like, practice it, like, yeah, a lot. Well, well, double standards, man. What do you expect? Now, how about this? Disney CEO Bob Chapek uh, told shareholders that while the situation may be complicated, Rich, he's confident that Disney films will be do just fine without China. So he's talking about obviously Doctor Strange, uh, which is I agree. Over, Doctor Strange has, has done over half a billion already, so it's making mm. plenty of fucking cash. Um, the Chinese market. I mean, hey, um, Hollywood survived before the Chinese market. I don't see why they can't survive after. Well, I guess they were just dreaming of it. You know, they they just saw yeah, all they saw was like you know, no, no, no. But can I tell you something that's really weird? And, and this is something I found out. Uh, it, it makes the box office look bigger. Yeah. But they don't actually make that much money off the Chinese um, uh, market. There's more costs, I think, isn't there? There's so much money that the Chinese government takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's not, it's more just for like inflating the numbers. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's more yeah. like getting movies to break that billion or, you know, you know, get close to that billion thing. But it, it, that's just more for like, ah, look at how well our movie did. Yeah, yeah. But they don't actually make that much profit off China. And that's why I do believe when he says, We'll be fine without the Chinese market. It was just that it made the movies look like they grossed more. You know what I mean in terms yeah. of uh, worldwide box office. That's interesting, isn't it? Really, like when you think about it, like it's it, it it's kind of funny, really. Like, um, but yeah, no, I've I've heard that as well. Like, that's that's not the first time I've heard that. Uh, sorry, Richie, we're breaking the news, but like basically, the the, the distributors take a lot more over there and stuff. Like the the cinema so does chains. The government. No, no, and so does yeah. the government. You have to pay the government as well. Yeah, the fucking government in China, and you can't get around that. Mm -mm. It's a very, very oh, they control everything. Every every company is controlled by the the CCP. So. Yeah, it's an extremely corrupt fucking organization, basically. Like. Well, again, it's still it's run like an empire. Like yeah. China is still run like an empire. Like, but instead of having an emperor, they obviously have a, a, a president or minister, whatever they call him. But it's still run because <laughs> yeah. it's just basically a hierarchy system. But everything is controlled by the government. Yeah, like oh everything. yeah, hundred percent, man, totally. Now um, we don't want to get in. We don't want to get in trouble with the Chinese censors. No. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't give a fucking shit like about them. I don't plan they to ever. They're, they're not paying me anything. I don't plan to set foot in China right now. I think the situation there is toxic. Uh, I think it's crazy uh, at the moment. What's going on over there? I think some of the stuff that they're doing in terms of their COVID response is so far out of hand. Um, uh, God, and they're scary. fucking dangerous at the end of the day. And authoritarian governments like that really uh, are just bad news. Now, um, No Time to Die director has been accused of sexual misconduct by multiple women. Um, the, Carrie... <laughs> Carrie uh, Fuckanaka. <laughs> Is that literally what? his name? Yeah. What? Fuck on aga. F U K U N A G A. I've never. No, I have. I. I you know what? I've seen his name. He, I think he's done quite a lot of movies. But I. I um. Have Did you never, spell that right? Yes. Yeah. Because I've I've copied and pasted it. 
F-U-K-U-N-A-G-A, which I think I've got a fellow yeah, you, you, you've got to be You've got to be very careful how you pronounce that uh, that last name because... Fukunaka? Fukunaka? I don't know. But however you say it, he's been accused of inappropriate sexual behaviour, including grooming vulnerable teenage women. And what was hilarious uh, was that there was some... There was something on Twitter about women's rights or something, and he posted up like how how he was in so you know massive support of it kind of thing. Like, you know, he's all pro pro women, pro feminist, and this woman called him out on it and said, "You're so full of shit. You don't give a fucking shit about women." And she's one of the people who you know broke the silence well, on his misconduct. Well, I mean, here's the problem, and and um, it's it's a theory. Okay, it's not a it's not a fact. It's not a th- whatever. It's a theory that sure. a lot of a lot of these men mm. try to hide themselves as male feminists. Sure. So they try and use that as like a shield to right, yeah. to, to 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 hide or try and um, uh, block uh, people disguise from disguise their own behavior to sort of disguise. Yeah, it's their like own it's behavior. like well, with, with like sheep in uh, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Right. So. They they trying to like camouflage them of like yeah woman I'm you know I'm a male yeah. feminist and all that but uh, how like seriously how many times over the last few years have a lot yeah. of these stories about you know guys yeah, yeah you yeah. know um, just waiting and all that just waiting man just and, waited. Yeah, and, and they all claim to be male feminists and pro women and all that it's really scary and and that's why this theory has come about is that a lot of them hide now again I'm not saying all male feminists please make it clear I'm saying they are hiding themselves I think it's a bullshit as, term anyway I like. I do, I do. I, I mean, you're a feminist, or you're not. Like, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just, I just think it's trying too hard. If you know what I mean, like the term itself, like I don't know, like it's it's bullshit. And and like, I'm sorry, people are people, and a lot of these guys are fucking dodgy, basically. And I don't believe people who I, I tend to when I see them really going on and on about it, I I tend to suspect. You know, I I I, I don't know anything about this guy. Let's find out what other movies he's done, Richard. I think he. I mean, honestly, to do to do um, no time to die. I've never even heard of him. I have, I, I have, but only I because would, we, I would have definitely remembered a name like that. <laughs> no, I I have remembered him because because um, uh, we've done the show and his names come up. So let's have a look. He's forty four. Uh, da, 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 da. let's look at film. Is he is he like is he like half Japanese or or, or something? He's definitely part Asian. Uh, well, well, no, just because of his last name. I he's mean, he's a third generation Japanese American. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you have to be with a with a like a, okay. a, a Fukunaga name. So, well, actually, wow, he's okay. So he directed it. That's where I know him from. He directed the first. Oh, it. Okay. He directed the first. No, he wasn't a director. He was a writer on it. He he directed Beasts of No Nation, which I think was a Idris Elba thing. He hasn't actually done that much. Uh, Jane Eyre. Um, yeah, actually, no, he hasn't Maniac. done that much. You know, I, I can't think of yeah. not, not not too much. But well, if he was an up and coming guy, he's certainly screwed now. If, talk, if talk all his career. If, if these accusations are true, I want to state that. If these accusations <laughs> are true, you'd love to state that, don't you, Rich? You know. Well, uh, too many people. <laughs> look, I'll be honest with you. I feel like too many people jump on news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before it's fully like you know dissolved, like um, digested and 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 stuff like th- and this is the problem because news moves so fast. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it, it's it's really hard not to like oh, I heard this I don't, and and just take it as as truth as and gospel, then you know yeah. 
and a little bit later you find out like there's more to it or or something so uh, if any of this is true he's a scumbag well i hope he gets charged he, he, i'd love to see this prick hauled before the courts you know that's what i hope uh, no that, yeah that's what i said needs to be arrested needs to be yeah. you know if this especially grooming and all that you know like you know like okay look it's one thing hitting on a woman you know and and being rejected and and like being an asshole like you're just you're an asshole and mm. you need to maybe have a little bit more respect and, and conduct yourself like a man but grooming you know like you know that well, that's grooming, going to gro- step grooming teenage girls like yeah you know. like that like that that doesn't just stop, that doesn't just make you an asshole who like tries to hit on women and pick up women inappropriately that makes you a fucking scumbag that makes you well, that makes you a criminal if they're like, below 18 yeah. doesn't it like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I, I'm that, hoping that, that he can be judged. That's true. Utterly despicable. It needs to be. Needs to be. Something needs to be done. Well, I'm I'm hoping that. Um, I'm just trying to see what's the police response, because like you know, it's gonna. He's accused. I don't see anything here yet of of um arrests, but I guess they they yeah. could be forming a case. Well, again, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because you're accused of something, I mean, there still needs to be uh, investigation. There needs to be, exactly. uh, and you know, um, and stuff. You don't just go, oh, you know, he's been arrested for an accusation. Well, I mean, yeah, but like I imagine the cops would be talking to these women and just trying to get if they've got. Yeah, some yeah, but but, but the cops are not going to say anything until obviously no. he's arrested. You know, like they're not going to say anything. Do, do the walk of shame and do the do the perp walk then, Rich? That's what you want to yeah. see. Drag him from his yeah. fucking mansion. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, and don't put don't put a don't put a, a towel or, or, or a jacket over his head either. <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. I want to see this guy burn, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're going to follow this on the signal. It's going to be one of my favorite stories. Now, dude, this really annoyed me, and it's funny because I hate Miss Marvel. But Kevin Feige made me want to vomit. <laughs> he recently told Empire that Miss Marvel's powers will be different on the show because. She came about at a very specific time within the comic book continuity. She's now coming into a very specific time within the MC continuity, MCU continuity, and those two things didn't match. And we also had one of the creators saying, she doesn't have a problem, the powers are different. I'm like, yeah, because you're taking the fucking cash. Um, Dude, I fucking hate I, this. Uh, I do, I know. I, can I be honest with you? I do, I do understand it. I I. I... I do because what are the her powers is, anyway, is that, Rich? She has stretchy arms. I know that. Well, she's basically Mister Fantastic, um, right? You know, but the problem, as I said, and this is the problem with her is that her origin is tied to the Inhumans, which are not part of the MCU. Right. So I think what they're going to do. We just do, had Black Bolt turn up in something the other day. Well, again, that's an alternate reality. Is but okay. my point is her because she's tied to Captain Marvel, mm. right? Like, she's a massive Captain Marvel fan, even though she didn't get the same power. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to link her powers to Miss Mar- like uh, Captain Marvel's, yeah. maybe, like, powers, cosmic sort of stuff. I think she's still going to, like... I, I, I have a feeling her powers would be like Green Lantern, mm. where she'll make, like, constructs of her fist that mm. are, like, big, oversized, that maybe, like, stretch... Like, I think it's going to be, like, a combination of, like, Green Lantern slash Mr. Fantastic with like a, an, an aura or a power. But I do understand that, you know, again, and especially with these characters where they have a little bit more of a convoluted uh. origin, you know, oh, she's a Marvel fan, but her, she got her powers from the Inhumans and the Carrigan Mist and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, oh, how the fuck are we going to tell that as part of the MCU? So I, I, I understand it. Uh. I still don't care about the characters. So, but I mean, like... No. <laughs> wow. I Yeah, I, 
I couldn't care less about the character. Like, it's the character sounds so shit to me. But it, isn't it just that she's an Inhuman who's just a really big fan of Captain Marvel? I thought that was the origin. No, no, she, no, no. She, she was a Captain Marvel fan before yeah. she even got uh, before she even got her powers. I I know so, that, but but like when she got her powers, wasn't she just didn't she just go through a Terrigen mist and that was it? Yeah, yeah. So there, there was a there was an event in the comics where the Inhumans were like they were just all this mist was going through like uh, maybe New York City or something like that, or a couple of different areas. Because remember that was the thing where the Terrigen mist were killing the mutants. There was oh, that big storyline, right. yeah, yeah, I remember that. and all that sort of crap. So um, it again, terrible. it's it's just tied into that convoluted thing and all that, and and she's never identified as an Inhuman. That's just a, it was just a convenient way to give her powers. Um, you know, tied into the Terrigen mist and all those sorts of Terrigen, Terrigen. Now, now that I'm hearing it, I'm remembering how much it sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, I, I do understand them trying to simplify it and, and tie it a bit more. But to... surely part of it is, Richard, surely part of it is they don't want to give her the same powers as Mr. Fantastic. I think it's that simple. They want to have Mr. Fantastic first, you know? Uh, maybe, but also I think it's maybe also cheaper. Uh, in terms of special effects, maybe Dude, they've her got the will, money. Will... They've got the money, Rich. Are you kidding? They've got the cash. No, but uh, no, but but if you can make this change, if you can save a bit of money here, you can spend it somewhere else. I'm not saying you know because yeah. I mean, Arrow's got a budget. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, people are you who looking watch forward the show to this movie? Are you looking forward to this movie? The Marvels? Oh man! Oh, oh yeah. So, so looking forward I, to it. I am looking forward to it because I, I don't mind Captain Marvel. I've, I've decided. I actually quite like Captain Marvel, but Ms. Marvel I hate, and I don't know who the other Captain Marvel even is. You keep telling me it's Monica Rambeau. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, but I don't I don't know how different she is to the other Captain Marvel, or is she just the same? Well, again, whatever she was in the in the WandaVision show, that is what she is. I don't know oh, what she was in that. I don't remember her doing much. But anyway, so there's that aspect. And I, Jesus Christ, I could have done without that Sana or whatever her name is that, who works at Marvel saying she doesn't have a problem with it. I'm like, yeah, you're taking your fucking cash, please. You, you, you couldn't sound more like a corporate oh, fucking peon. All she, all she cares about is that they're making a show of her character. Like, that's it, man. Are they making Royalty. a show as well as a movie? Are they doing a show as well or just the movie? Yeah, there's a Miss, no, there's a Miss Marvel TV show, a, a, a Disney show coming in. Oh. I didn't realize that. Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think the show's coming out before the movie. Oh, right. Is it animated or live action? It's live action. We watched the trailer for <sighs> it, man. Come on. Yeah. Jeez, you're such an old man. I thought that was the movie. I thought that was the Marvel's movie. Because that's different. No, that was that was for the Miss Marvel show, the Disney Ugh. Plus show. I'm not, I can't watch that. Can you watch that for us? I can't watch that shit. No, no. I watched <laughs> Moon Knight. You're not going to be listening on me. Sorry, man. Well, we're not going to do it then. I, I, I fucking hate it. Like, I'll watch the first episode. Oh, look, I'll watch the first episode purely like I watched Naomi. But funnily enough, you know what? I prefer Naomi to Captain Marvel. And that's, and dude, believe you me, they're bottom of the fucking barrel. But there's something hey, about Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel? Oh, no, sorry, Ms. Marvel, yeah, Ms. Marvel, yeah. Okay. Captain Marvel I prefer easily over. Captain Marvel for me is like a mid-tier character. I don't mind. I don't love her, but I don't, I don't mind it. But Naomi and Ms. Marvel are just the bottom of the barrel. I will watch the first show out of professional interest. Can I, can I just say this? I actually, I, I, I actually liked Carol Danvers when she was Ms. Marvel. I thought you were going to say you loved uh, Ms. Marvel. I was no, no, and and even when she was, uh, what was her name? Was she going with uh, Warbird at one point? 
Right. Um, you know, binary. I, be- I believe one of the names was binary at some point. I believe. Oh no, no, that when she was part of Fire. No, I didn't. I'm not talking about that. I was talking to just when she was like uh, when she was back on the scene. What was the name? Warbird. Wow. I think it was, I no not. Pretty cool. Maybe it could have been Warbird. I can't remember. But anyway, she took them as Marvel name back and all that. I actually liked her as that when she was that character. Yeah. Um, um I, I had no problems with that character. As soon as she became Captain Marvel and was uh, and especially when she was taken over by Kelly Sudaconic. Yeah. I hated that I went from liking that character. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, I know. having any particular strong feelings but again, you know, I like this character. I like seeing her in the Avengers. I like Well, I liked her in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That was where I became aware of her. I, yeah, I, but she was very powerful. Kelly Sudaconic got her hands on her and started writing her. I was just like, oh, I hate this character. I got to be honest. Kelly Sudaconic seems like a lovely woman, but I've never read a comic of her. Really? Like, oh, well, I've watched a couple of interviews. I think she sounds like a terrible person. <laughs> she's okay. I mean, she's very opinionated, but that's okay. You know, like she's she's got a bit of edge to her, but that's that's no, a, that's a brand. I don't like someone being opinionated, but she's she, I she comes across as so condescending. She comes uh, across she's as just, so she's high just and that mighty. Port- Portland, too cool for school, kind of you know, yeah, kind of attitude. No, I, I'm, uh, oh, oh, I don't, I don't like her. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I mean, I don't mind it, but but my point is, I was going to say, pretty deadly. I really liked that. I, it was not pretty deadly. Uh, what was it called, Richard? It was like on a prison planet, it, bitch planet. I thought that was excellent. Um, and I haven't actually read. I have read a tiny bit of Captain Marvel with Tash once, um, but I've not read a ton. But I did read, prior to Kelly Sudaconic, a few years prior, Brian Reed did a pretty good Ms. Marvel series with Carol Danvers, which I quite liked. Um, so it was just prior to Kelly Sudaconic, and it was that time period where she was in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Now, I didn't even know who the character was, but she was really powerful, and I really dug her in the game. Like, I, I played with her, and it, it, she was an extremely powerful character in the game. Um, probably slightly overpowered, and, and that's actually where I liked her from, just just from that. Like, so I've always well, liked I, I I remember, I think this was, I don't know, maybe two years ago, eh, maybe a little bit more. Mm. At one point, the Captain Marvel sales mm. dropped to, like, 10K. <laughs> Really? Do you know what I mean? Like that, and that's what I'm saying. I don't understand where people go. Ah, oh, it's great character, fan favorite. I'm like, what are you talking about? At one point, she couldn't even move. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like she, she, she was losing. Well, she's she hyped, like- dude. She's a hyped character. You know, like yeah. I, I think that's what people mean sometimes. Like, you know, like they hype the fuck out of that. Just, just like same with Ms. Marvel, they hype the fuck out of them, so you're never really sure how they're selling because they just keep hyping them and they constantly churn and burn with their series. So, I mean, to me, the sign that they keep rebooting these bullshit series every 13 issues tells me that they're not selling that well because they're... they're so, so, so this is the interesting thing to me. So before Kelly Sudaconi came on, uh, I think took over the title because I think she became Captain Marvel before that. Right. Right. Okay. Um, I can't remember the writer who was writing it before that, but... He was he actually he was selling more ish, he was selling more issues of Captain Marvel on his run. And since Kelly Sudaconic and onwards, right? Mm. Like and even past her, it has literally just gone down and down and down and down and down and down and down. Yeah, well, I'm not that surprised, man. Like, you know, 
Like what? what I mean, you, that's, but I don't understand. Like, I mean, get some talented writers on that book. I mean, if if you want this character to be popular, right? Uh. If you're like, hey, she's got our name for God's sake. You know what I mean? She's got Marvel in the title. We want this character <laughs> to be funny. important. Then how about you actually put some really talented writers on it and say, listen, you know, work your magic. Come up with some fucking interesting, great stories. Who's writing it right now? I, I have no idea. I, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, gosh. I, I honestly... Is, I there even, is there even a Captain Marvel title at oh. the moment? Let's have a look. I I, I'm, 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 I'm happy. Oh, I don't know. That, that, that title gets cancelled so many times. Yeah, uh, but uh, but I liked the movie. I like I like I actually, to be honest with you, I I quite liked the movie. I mean, I gave it an eight out of ten on the signal. I I, I actually thought the movie was all right. Like personally, I you know no huge connection to the character, but it was interesting enough. I thought. I thought I I'm less excited by the Marvels when Ms. Marvel has to get involved like i'm kind of annoyed about that because i quite like yeah but you know but a bit again but this is like i don't know this is kind of the issue with the mcu at the moment in 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 my opinion is Mm. that really trying to do the cameos like in every movie now do you know what i mean like have a guess have a guess how much the first captain marvel movie made the 2019 movie worldwide have a guess oh i'm sure it probably made a billion dollars 1.1 billion there you go so there you go That, that that's the proofs of the pudding rich Mm, I don't know, mate. Uh, I'll be honest with you. There were a lot of people tweeting at empty theaters uh, for that. Uh, well, it made one point one billion, that, so. though. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if those numbers were one hundred and fifty-three. I, I don't know if those some of those numbers weren't artificial. Honestly, well, we'll see. We'll see when the second movie comes out if if it if it sticks to how popular it was then. Didn't we have a coffee? Oh, no, a lunch. I yeah, said, uh, I'm confident I'm going to win that. I, uh, I think you probably will. I, there'll be a drop off. It won't make 1.1 billion. No way. No way. Will it match that? It had actually a really big international uh, number. It had 701 million internationally, um, and 426 in the states. So it had a big international component. Saw Captain Marvel. So we'll see. I don't know. Interesting times, man. Um, they're getting desperate, though. That's for sure. Uh, this but, was, but, 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 Hannah, but, 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 can I just say something? Don't forget that they they heavily hyped that movie that it was supposed to be tied into the Avengers. So yeah. that's why I want to see now with no with no you know oh yeah. this ties into the big Avengers. You know, it's in between the two Avenger movies yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see how well it does when it's True. When now people have seen the first movie and it's not tied to a big movie. True, that's a good point. We forget that actually. Yeah, it was. People were fucking hungry for the Avengers at that time, weren't they? And oh, yeah, oh yeah, you tell them the movies coming out in between the Avenger movies, and you tell them wrongfully <laughs> <laughs> that it ties into that. I mean, all this was explain why she was going to show up. You know, oh, this character is going to be showing up in the yeah. second movie, but yeah, or- it didn't actually. Like, like, uh, fill in anything. And she really. didn't show up that much either. Like the hologram appearance where she's there with her hair. And now, then, you know. this is something I heard, right? And I don't know how true it is. Mm. But depending on the feedback that they got from her movie was going to determine how much of her they were going to put in the second Avengers movie. Right. Okay. Now, I heard this, that they cut a bit of it because apparently they weren't hearing super, super great things. Like, even though it made money, because, mm. again, it's tied into the Avengers apparently they weren't getting and again i don't know how true this is mm. but they weren't getting a good feel of the character and so they actually cut a bit of her out of the movie mm. okay well don't know if that's true that's just something i heard at the time 
Hmm. Well, she definitely was polarizing. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I don't know, I, I didn't love her either. I just was thought she was okay. But there was definitely a component on the internet that was like rabidly anti her. Uh, well, as I said, it doesn't help that I think that sometimes she can come across as a bit stuck up, not a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah, a bit frosty. Um, now, this was funny. Dave Chappelle was telling he when he got attacked the other day on stage. I don't know if you saw it, Rich. He told Chris. I did, I did. He, he told Chris Rock, "At least you got smacked by somebody of repute. I got smacked mm. by a homeless guy with leaves in his hair." <laughs> That's pretty funny for Dave Chappelle. Uh, I love comedians, man. They're so they're so quick. Yeah, so. that's good. Um, now, did you 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 finished Elden Ring, didn't you? Yes. So, did you hear uh, uh, Elon Musk um, was talking about what class he was asked on Twitter what class build of Elden Ring you are playing? And this guy's like, "What class build of Elden Ring are you playing, sir? Appreciate your wisdom. Struggling with mage." And Elon Musk responded, "Intelligent Dex build." So mostly mage with some weapon skills. Shield in left hand, staff in right with rapier and claws fast switch. Change armor from he- he- heavy to medium for fast roll or tank. Move talismans around a lot. Many small hits in a row to damage. Stack is important. Is he changing his armor in the middle of a battle? It seems No, he's changing his weapons. He says change armor from heavy to medium for fast roll or no. tank. No, so what he's saying is, um, uh, so maybe at, uh, if he knows what the fight is, like mm. maybe he's gone in and he realizes, oh, I need to be a bit more tanky. Oh, I, I see, right, right, right. Or, no, I need to dodge more. I think what he's saying is change. Have Because I did that as well. Like, mm. depending on the boss, whether I needed um, uh, more like, um, uh, shit, what was it called? Um more damage, more protection. Yeah, so if I if I needed to be a bit more tanky, I would uh, pop some stuff, move some talismans around so that I could equip heavier armor. Mm. If if I needed, if I was going to be casting a little bit more, uh-huh. doing a little because I I went for a um I, I did more of a sort of a, a faith build. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I I went obviously uh, melee, but also faith. Uh-huh. So if if, they, if I was going to be casting a little bit more, then I would um change my arm into something a little bit lighter so that I could be like move a bit uh, easier oh. but equip different things you know what I mean so for instance if there was maybe uh, a weapon or something that was really good with faith oh. but it was a very heavy weapon I would then reduce my armor so that I could equip that heavy weapon and still not and still be able to so yeah what he's saying is that just change your armor from heavy to medium depending on what you want to do and and what the fight dictates oh. is what I would imagine he's saying Gosh. because you can switch your weapons because obviously you can assign it. You can you yeah, can equip you can. like three weapons and all yeah, that sort of yeah, stuff. And yeah. also, what again? The more weapons you want to equip, the less armor you're going to have to wear because those weapons have weight as well. What so, about this bit at the that, end where he's like, "Many small hits in a row to damage stack is important." Like, why is that well? Uh, it depends on what weapon you're using. So, if you have a weapon that um, does a bonus damage, whether that be bleed, fire ice whatever the more you, you hit the um you know how like you have a bar mm-hmm. when you're doing something like if you if, if you're getting poisoned yeah, or, or yeah. rot you have so, so a character uh, npcs bosses they have that bar as well mm-hmm. so if you hit them to stack that extra like bleed or frost or or rot or poison you have to hit them so that you fill up their bar and then they now poisoned or 
bleed in. Or, and so then they start ticking damage. They start taking extra damage even when you're not hitting them. Okay. Well, so you, do you tick off on Elon Musk's, Elon Musk's build? Yeah, I mean it's a it's uh it's a obviously a mage build. He's going for a magic uh build. I mean, so I would I, imagine Am I just the only one who just doesn't give a shit about Elon Musk and his fucking build? Like the fact that the richest man in the world is tweeting some teenager with his build, like we're all supposed to be so impressed. I prefer my guy with like two fucking scimitars going crazy. You know? I you know what, look, at the moment Elon Musk is everyone's favourite billionaire because not mine. He, well, hang on a second. Let me just say why. I think it's just because um, he's he's more approachable. He's actually replying to people online. He's what having he fun with just random people yeah. online. He's not ignoring them. He's not like Jeff Bezos or or yeah. Bill Gates who who live in like the ivory tower and don't don't talk yeah, to the common people. Yeah. Like you know, people like him because he's posting memes. He's shit posting online. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's even answering people. You know, people are like. Uh, tweeting him. How many times has Jeff Bezos answered someone's tweet or Bill Gates? I do hate Jeff Bezos for the passion, actually. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Elon, you know, one, he's a guy that's actually doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's doing electrical cars, he's building um, rockets. I just wanted to to focus, if you could get to fucking Mars, I'll be happy. I just don't give a yeah, fuck but, hey, about mate, a lot of this mate, other he's shit. He's not building the rocket himself. He's got time to to play Elden Ring and and shit post he online. Though? He's does not he? building the rocket himself. Does he yes, really he does, have man. time to play Elden Ring when the richest man in the world? Of course world. he does. Of course he does. Seriously, I don't know. Well, I, whatever works for him, I guess. Like, come on, man. Can you can you imagine Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates sitting at home playing Elden Ring? No, that's why I say I think people like Elon because he's he's actually approachable. I, I don't mean in life, like. You can just go to his house, but I mean online on on Twitter and stuff. He's approachable. He'll actually yeah. answer people's questions. And well, he and owns Twitter him. now. He owns Twitter, so I guess he can do what he wants. Well, likes. not not yet, not right. yet. I mean, obviously, okay. that's going to take a couple of months to go through. But you know, I mean, I just don't like the hero. I just don't like the hero worship of billionaires. I, I they piss me off, frankly. Like this is where I wish for like the anarchist in me. Sometimes, like the French Revolution was a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, if if they were bleeding in the street, like eat the rich kind of thing. Look, um, I, I, I look. I don't think there is a hero worship of billionaires. I obviously yeah. people envy billionaires. They obviously would love to. Yeah, be but that's all tied in. That's all tied into it. No, know? no. But what I'm saying is, I think Elon's worship is very different. People are not worshiping him for being a billionaire. They they worship him for being a billionaire who's actually like, like one of them. Big idea and a big ideas guy. You know. Oh yeah, he's a smart fucking guy, man. Like, oh. I mean, you know, you can say what you want. He's a he's a smart guy. He he's is a savvy. Smart guy. He's a savvy I, I, guy. Okay, all right, fair enough. He gets a pass, I guess, from me. Look, I'm, I'm not saying no, no, no. I don't, I don't believe people should be worshiping. I, mean, I just think, dude, people, you know what I you want? Know? You know what I want from Elon Musk if he's listening to this show? I want him to build like the Watchtower from JLA in space. That's what. Maybe I want. he will one day, man. No, if he Seriously, did that, I'd be, he will. If he did that, I'd be happy. And I want to go to no, it as well. But it's way, he's going to once he's got the rocket ship done because obviously okay. he's going to need a space station for you know Dude. people to go up there to wait for the next. Yeah, rocket but that's what ship. I want to see more of. I want to see more of that kind of shit. Like, let's do some more. Hey, of that give, kind of stuff. hey give him time. He's got to. You, know, you can't just build rockets to go to Mars just overnight. Yeah, but I want to see the Watchtower, man. I want to see. Hey, Brad, he's he's trying to help your uh, your Matrix reality come to life yeah, as well. I, know. I just I'm a bit impatient. You know? That's the thing. I'm a bit impatient. You know, I just want to see more of this. Well, kind of Dave, shit, you know, you're getting older now. You know, yeah. well, you want it all now. I do want it all now, man. I want it all before I die. 
you know, and exactly that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, yeah, let's get the Matrix going, uh, Elon. Like, let's, you know, what now? I'm starting to think, yeah, maybe Elon Musk got a few cool ideas. Let me be in the system and say, do you think we're in a system? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. Um, all right, now The Walking Dead, Carl's death was the show's biggest mistake, and what sent the ratings into a nosedive. Apparently, they've tried, they've done, who, who they've Carl. Carl was Rick's son. Oh, okay. Carl Grimes. So he was the son who, I want to say, yeah, about season nine. Oh, he's, he's the kid that had like his fucking face shot off, like or his eye, like his eye or something. In the show, in the show, it was only his eye. I believe in the comic it was more severe. Um, okay. Yeah, but in the in the in the show it was just his eye. But when he eventually died, that apparently sent the ratings into a huge nosedive, and it probably was a mistake because they then very soon after that lost Rick as well, not dead, but off the board, and then Michonne. Um, but I, I do think Carl was... I think the show was in decline, and then and then him going, it just seemed to sort of take off. Is, is Walking Dead still going in the comics or not? No, it no, it finished so like late you, last year. Do you think they should have followed the books until they got to that point and then started making their own, or do you think if they made the right decision just making it up as they went uh, from the start? I don't know if they made the right decision, but I, I think they always took a fairly loose approach, like from the very start. So no, because my only thing is, you know, like sometimes because you, you you're trying not to be the book, mm. you 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 maybe almost write off good things, like or or, or maybe like you're like, oh well, we we got to go a different direction because they did it in the book or. Or something where do you think maybe that can also hurt you because you're trying to be so different and oh, instead of maybe the, the, the look as someone who's watched every single oh episode, they did incorporate a bit of the book I they have they have they have look as someone who's watched a lot all of Walking Dead and nearly all of Fear the Walking Dead the biggest problem the show has and has always had is <coughs> it treads water consistently um, through seasons and it's just so repetitive. And it just it just is such a lazy show in so many ways. Like it's the only word to describe it. Like it's a it's it's always been a f- fairly lazy show from the second season, <clears throat> and it just got it just treads water a lot. Like it just it just well, that, that, that's so weird to me. I mean, I can understand you treading water if you were following the books and you know the books came to an end. But it's weird to me where you're kind of making your own shit up. Most of it is your own shit that you need to tread water. That's really weird. I don't know if it's budget. I don't know what it is, but they just spend a lot of time going around in circles in the show, like consistently. Look, there are some interesting stuff that happens, but they just they got in this habit of obviously spending a lot of money at the start and the end, and in the middle, in the middle, sometimes you'll have whole episodes where barely anything happens. Like it's quite common in Walking Dead, you know. Like it's quite, and it's not. Like, it's pulsating, interesting dialogue either, Rich. You know, it's pretty mediocre stuff. Like, it's a real struggle at times. The last season of Walking Dead, which is the last season, has actually been pretty good. And and it's been good before. So they've had peaks and troughs before, but I, the, the drop-off of the show, its in quality has been massive. I've got a question for you because I, I tapped out after the first season. Jesus. Would you say that it's basically uh, a soap <laughs> opera with zombies? Uh, I'll tell you what it is. That, yeah, I mean, you, you maybe, but, like, more than a soap opera, it tries, I think, unsuccessfully to be a moral fable all the time. They're obsessed with 
The characters, I say to Michelle sometimes, are you sick of these characters giving sort of like moralistic sort of speeches and justification? Like, I said, do you ever get tired of it? And she's like, yeah, I do. Because they do it so much. They chew up Showtime with it, man. They chew up like Showtime with these really kind of like pontificating kind of speeches that, that are meaningless, basically. That are they're almost parodies of themselves because they repeated them so many times. Like, so there's that aspect, you know. That they 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 try to present it. I, I guarantee you, if you had a producer, he would be trying to tell you it's a moral fable in a you know dystopian future. Blah blah blah. The real enemies of the humans, but like what that boils down to a show, it means a lot of the content in an episode can be quite dull. Um, so. I mean, if it's a soap opera, it's a fairly boring one. Um, predictable. Uh, it does have some good... Oh, I, I didn't say soap operas were good. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, look, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's, it is it's it is what it is at this point. It's not going to change. There are... Look, this, this episode of Fear the Walking Dead has been extremely poor. Uh, Walking Dead was a lot better uh, this season than the last season. So... You know, I don't know. Fear the Walking Dead, honestly, we're watching it, but only because it's a couple show. Like, if it was down to quality and interesting storylines, we wouldn't be watching it, you know. But, but, but Walking Dead is coming to an end soon? Yes. Or... So Walking right. Dead is in its final season, and they, did, they split the season up into three parts, and they've done two of the three parts. So the next third, which will screen after Fear the Walking Dead, like, so the next part is sometime later this year, um, it's the final cache of like six or seven episodes, whatever it is. Um, that's why they're doing the spin-off. So they're going to yes. continue with Fear the Walking Dead and then have this. Fear, um, the, Walking, Fear uh, the Walking Dead is, is continuing. That's just a separate show. It's kind of linked, like, but it's, you know, same universe. Is that, a, is that, is that supposed to be like the prequel? Is that supposed to be like before? Started as the prequel, Dead? but now it's just at the same oh, time. the same sort of time In a different I area. Um, oh, okay. And like, it's got some characters that came over from, Walking Dead into like so Morgan came like so it's separated by distance basically so that's why the storylines don't really kind of clash too much you know um it did start as a prequel though but then they time jumped so that they're not wouldn't, the uh, wouldn't it be funny you know how like um they always do like versions of shows you know like you have the office UK and you have yeah. the office you know US and all that wouldn't it be funny if like Walking Dead was so popular right um that you had like a Walking Dead UK, you had a mm. Walking Dead, you know. Well, they um, wanted to do uh, that, man. That was show. Walking Dead, the yeah. world beyond. Because that would have been very interesting to like see the rest of the world and and, and like see like different. Um, They're doing that, man. They're doing that. That's called Walking Dead, the world beyond. We haven't watched it, but that is, is it? Oh, God, Jesus Christ, there's so many Walking Dead. Yeah, shows. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll Google that for you now. I'm not sure if that got cancelled. But they certainly let, let's type it in while we're here. Walking Dead, the world beyond. Um, it may have got cancelled. I think actually. Uh, yeah, premiered on October. We've never watched it, um, so I've never seen it. Uh, October four, twenty twenty. Uh, the first season consisted of ten episodes. The second and final season premiered on October three and consisted of ten episodes. So it's just twenty episodes. Um, I've never seen it, and I believe that it was. I think that it was like different. Oh no, maybe this is a different one. 
This series set in Nebraska 10 years after the zombie apocalypse. No, this was the kiddie one. It was shit. I, I did watch it. I believe there is one they're doing, which is um, going to be like international. I believe there is an international one. But, I mean, again, as I said, that would be interesting if you, you know, if they set it in like the UK or something, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, uh, very different to like the American one. And then if that's successful, as I said, you know, you do like a, a different country, you know, you pick a different country and like set it in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a, I've got a feeling that there is, there is an international show maybe, but I, I could be wrong, but I, I, I thought that there was going to be uh, going to be one about that. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling while we're talking, but anyway, like maybe it's tales of the walking dead. That could be it. Let's type this in. There's, there's one here that says tales of the walking dead. This is going to be my last exploration. Isn't that the, isn't that the video game? Maybe it is, Rich. I don't, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I I remember reading somewhere that they were going to be doing the internet international, but uh, my impression was that 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 hadn't started yet. Uh, here we go. Tales of the Walking Dead is an upcoming American blah 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 show da, 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 to premiere in mid twenty twenty two. Okay, so this is and it's an episodic uh, episodic anthology series that is based on new and existing characters. Doesn't really give any sort of. No, it still be in America, honestly. Yeah. Okay. So, who knows? Maybe I'm dreaming that. Um. That, but I thought that there was talk of doing some international thing. But oh, you know what I'm thinking? You know what I got confused with? The Daryl and Carol is going to be set in Europe. So Daryl. No, because and- okay. so also I I mean what I meant was you know how like a country makes their own version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, like, could you I imagine see. if they license it out? Yeah, yeah, and yeah that would be good. And then UK would like, oh, we're going to make our own Walking Dead. And yeah, then, you yeah. know, maybe Greece comes to them and says, hey, we <laughs> want to make our own Walking Dead. Kojak, and then, Kojak. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, just, just how you, like, you have, like, all the different, like, um, X Factors and Got Talent and, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, every country does their own. Wouldn't it be funny if every country could make their, because remember, don't forget, there was, so many countries did their own version of The Office. Mm. Right, yeah. I just thought wouldn't it be interesting if Walking Dead, like every country was like, hey, we want to, you know, we want to buy the rights or you know, rent the rights or yeah, whatever, yeah. lease the rights, and yeah. we want to make our own Walking Dead with our own characters in our own country. I was like, that'd be so cool. Like that every would, country gets their own Walking Dead. You say cool, but I think it would be painful. But 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 no, all, but we, we wouldn't watch it all. It's not going to all be an IT. <laughs> but I just would be interesting that every country makes their own Walking because some could be better than others. Yeah, no, I you know you've not come you know. God, don't give them that idea, Richard, because they'll do it. Like, they're fucking milking it as much if as they, they want, possibly if, can. Hey, hey, if they want to make money, they want to be good businessmen, they should be doing this stuff. Or they should have done this stuff already. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, well, you know. God, it, the last thing in the world I need is more Walking Dead content because I just I feel have like to watch it, I'm just so burnt out on Walking Dead. Um, yeah, I know. I've just watched too much of it and I'm just so over it. I, I quite like the original with the original characters. That I've got more time for. When they start spinning it out into Fear the Walking Dead, I've always had problems with Fear the Walking Dead. And they did make it briefly better. There was a period for about a season or two where Fear the Walking Dead was better than Walking Dead. But that was only because Walking Dead was going through a very bad patch. But this season of Fear the Walking Dead has been some of the poorest TV that I've seen in years. Now, Frank Oz, the original voice of Fozzie Bear, Miss Piggy, Grover, and the Cookie Monster, amongst other beloved Muppet characters, would love to return to the Muppets on Sesame Street. 
but Disney and Sesame Workshop don't want him back. Speaking with The Guardian, Oz said, I'd love to do The Muppets again, but Disney doesn't want me, and Sesame Street hasn't asked me for 10 years. They don't want me because I won't follow orders and I won't do the kind of Muppets they believe in. Lamenting the current state of the Muppets, he added, the soul's not there. The soul is what makes things grow and be funny, but I miss them and love them. Um, so, yeah, he, Frank Oz, who, yeah, it was news to me he wasn't involved. I assumed he was still involved. Uh, yeah, so they've got, I, I mean, I guess you can. Well, uh, Disney, um, did they always own or they bought the Muppets or something? No, they bought um, the Muppets. They bought the Muppets yeah. off Jim Henson, I think, shortly before he died. Mm. Um, yeah, when did Jim Henson, Jim Henson died a long time ago. Did he die in the 90s? Yeah, yeah, his son was, uh, his son has been doing a lot of the, the stuff as well. Uh, and Frank Oz was obviously a big part of, of that stuff as well. Did Frank Oz do Yoda or am I just yes. imagining? No, he did, he did, yeah. When we say did Yoda, like, was the voice? No, he, uh, I think, uh, he puppeteered him as well. Really? Mm. Yeah. Well, in the original, when he was a puppet, and I think he was a puppet for the first uh, prequel, which was um, uh, Phantom Menace, which he did actually puppeteer him for that as well, I believe. Right. But then after yeah. that, he became uh, digital. Well, so why did he did... puppeteer him? Oh, right. He was a puppet originally. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't special yeah, yeah, effects. Yeah. yeah. So did he voice it as well? Yes. Yeah, Frank Oz was the the puppeteer and the because I mean, Frank Oz is a puppeteer. I mean, he's not just the voices for a lot of these characters. He's so... the puppet. What does that mean? Uh, he's below uh, sticking. Yeah. Well, I mean, depending. Yeah, depending on what that is, whether it's just a hand or if it's two hands or, or whatever. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> I sorry, I find it lame. But have um, you never actually watched? Have you never watched the making of like Star Wars and all that? No. Like any of like the. Uh, it's very. It's fascinating when you watch how they had to do it with. Um, with oh yeah, it's amazing the, what they managed to do back in the seventies and stuff with like the crappy technology they would have had. Oh but, no! Well, to be fair, the Empire Strikes Back was the eighties. When you say when you say puppet, uh, here's where I'm confused. It, like, okay, Yoda. Let's say Yoda. Is it like strings above him? You know, like a no. puppet. You know, but you know what I mean. You know how there's a puppeteer version where there's a string so, and you move. No, 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 no. So you're thinking of Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Muppets were were all puppeteered from the bottom, um, right? So now some of the um, yeah, like Grover and stuff. Yeah. Well, okay, because Elmo. those were more because those were more kiddified. Uh. You could actually see the um, the the wire stick that held that holds their hands, right? Because they were yes. really yes. You know, they, they were trying to hide that they were the yeah. puppets. Yes, you're right. Actually, but, yeah. The, the Muppets and all that, they went to a lot more greater lengths to not show right. that they were puppets, if that makes sense. But some or of like the Muppets, like sense. some of the Muppets, like the monsters, were just people standing in, there. In, 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 in massive suits, yeah. What was Animal? Because I used to love Animal. Uh, he would have just been like a, a hand-arm right. um, um, sort of... What um, about like, really? Okay. So... Wow, so there would have been a whole lot of shit going on below the camera line. Yeah, yeah. Basically. So they basically would have had to build like a um, – so obviously it's a set, right? Yeah. So the set would have been built a bit higher and then they would have cut um, uh, something for him to sort of go like kneel down or, or, or sort of stand down in mm. so that he could he could uh, puppet him from behind and all that sort of stuff. So, cool. Um, it's pretty cool. It's as I said, it's fascinating when you watch the behind the scenes of the Empire Strikes Back um, with the Yoda stuff and all that, and how difficult it was because in those days they were using um, 
uh, uh, like uh, radios and mics and stuff and all that, so that um, f- uh, Frank could hear what Mark Hamill was saying. And they said that sometimes they would actually get the radio. <laughs> Would um, you know because it's, it's, it's radio waves? Yeah. Sometimes he would be listening to Mark, and all of a sudden it would just start playing a song because it's somehow because he's moved, and now it's just tuned oh. into a radio. <laughs> and he goes, "It was actually quite a so." Difficult. Was it live though, or would he do those voiceovers later? Like so, like, he would you know, do the voice went down there, and then obviously he would then go into the studio to re-record right. the lines to sound. Right. But obviously, he would still deliver the lines so that Mark Hamill could. Um, well, it's a lot more. You know what? Like, okay, Yoda's tough, but it makes me think that stuff like the Muppets and Sesame Street is also fairly much harder than I actually think. Dude, it is super hard. Oh, God, no. It is really hard. Yeah, okay. Wow. And is it normal for the puppeteer to do the voice? Is that normal, standard? Um, Sometimes. I mean, I know, the, I believe the guy that puppeteers Elmo does the voice for Elmo. Right. Um, Didn't he get fired? The original guy got fired for something or other, like drugs or something, I think. Who knows? I mean, I think he did, man. I think he did. But like Big um, Bird, Big Bird is not a puppet, is he? He's a guy standing in a Big Bird suit. Well, so so that's why they called them Muppets. Right. Like, that's why they didn't call them puppets, because obviously, yes, sometimes it was a guy. So they created that word Muppet to, you know, um, that it's a mixture of, you know, sock puppet. Normal, normal puppet people in costumes is like it's a big amalgamation of of everything puppeteering based. It's pretty cool. I, I used to love the Muppets, and I mean Sesame Street as a kid, but I loved the Muppets. So I didn't actually realize I, I that Frank Oz did so many voices. So how do they do? Grover? Well, he would have he would have puppeteered them and voiced them. So when they, you know, inevitably people die or retire or, or in Frank Oz's case, kind of get distanced from the franchise, they just find like a sound alike, basically, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically yeah. just get someone Because you could do, um, dude, you could do the count. Someone could do the count, I could imagine. Like the count in Sesame Street, pretty easy. But Elmo? I mean, kids are going to pick up on that, I would have thought. I thought kids would pick up if Elmo or Ernie started sounding different, you know? Bert? Well, I mean, well, that's why they put on such voices is so that, you know... As people have said, it's very easy to do voices. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, Okay, I'm going to be careful here. When I say it's easy to do voices, like everyone can sort of do a voice. Obviously, it's about training yourself to do it properly regularly mm. consistently all that sort of stuff so yeah they just got to get people to that that can nail and again i i would imagine that now with technology being a bit better mm. they can tweak the voice you yeah, know in yeah. in in programs and stuff and all that so it's probably a little bit easier it's pretty cool now though. to 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 tweak their voice to make it sound okay well um, wow but he sounds like he's really got a axe to grind with disney and uh I mean, what does he well, they've pretty, they've, they've pretty much shut him out of... Would, would he have like, got a percentage? Uh, was he a co-owner with Jim Henson? Like, did he get a slice of the pie? That's a good question. Like, that's what I want to know. I want to know more of the business stuff behind it. Because Jim Henson um, died young and suddenly. Yeah, you know? so uh, I just I just sent you a picture of um, Frank Oz puppeteering... Um, mm-hmm. Is this through Discord? You've sent it to me? Oh, yeah. Puppeteering wow. Wow. They're and, way bigger and, than I would have thought. That's Bird and Ernie you've got going there. Which one's he? 
Hey, puppy. And you can see Frank is just doing the, the normal hand on a stick for um, Ernie. Right. So which one's he? Is he the guy with the beard? Yeah, he's the bald. No, he's the Frank Oz is the bald guy. And the other guy's Jim Henson. I think right? so. It looks like Jim, it looks like Jim Henson, yeah. but that could be any guy yeah. in the seventies. Who's the other? That's true. Who's the other guy? There's another third guy they're doing. I don't, I don't know. Look, there were so many puppeteers and, and people on that show, man. Like sometimes, as I said, it, it took two people just he to says, do one. He's puppet. doing the hand of Ernie. He's doing one hand. Yeah, oh. and the other guy's doing the other hand with his God, other hand. It seems like a lot of work. Well, I'm tired just looking at this picture. That's what I said to you, man. It is not easy doing oh, uh, wow. Sesame Street or the Muppets. And you know what? And I am a Muppets and Sesame Street fan. I've never, I'll be honest, I've always thought in my, uh, this, this one picture makes me reconsider all the times I've thought it seems easy. You know? This, they're way bigger than I expected, firstly, as well. The actual Muppets themselves, like Bert and Ernie, I, I'm not, they're, they're like almost the same size as from Jim Henson's head to his groin. They're big. Mm-hmm. Man, that, yeah, I, guess what? Jim Henson and Frank Oz both just went up a fucking notch in my books, and they were already pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Bring back the fucking proper Muppets. Give me, stop me this Disney bullshit. Bring back Cookie Monster eating cookies. None of this doesn't eat cookies anymore bullshit. That, you know, I want Cookie Monster dominating the cookies again. Just going for it like he used to love doing. Remember when he used to throw the cookies in the mouth, Rich? Well, yeah. Uh, he certainly didn't. He didn't certainly eat them. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Here's one of my favorites Grover, Elmo, mm. Grouch, Oscar the Grouch, one of my personal favorites. Who who did that? Find out who did Oscar the Grouch because that's one of my favorites. Is that Frank Oz again? No, uh, Frank Oz uh, on the on the uh, Sesame Street. <laughs> I think he only did uh, he did the Cookie Monster, he did Bert, and he did Grover. I think that's the only pretty good, pretty good selection ones. Um, and, and again, in the um, Muppets, he did Miss Piggy, Fozzie, and Animal. Mm-hmm. And obviously, then he did Yoda. Um, wow, the guy who did Oscar the Grouch is like super old. What? <laughs> Why did they take Oscar the Grouch off Sesame Street? Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's something to do with uh, he was offensive. Are you fucking for real? Yeah, I think it was something to do with it uh, was offensive to homeless people or something. Oh, my. Why is Big Bird not on Sesame Street anymore? What? The, well, the person's died. I'm not sure if the, he's out of it. I think the guy's dead or retired or something. This is craziness. No, so the role was originally performed by Carol Spinney, which is on the Wikipedia, and the, he looks old there, from the show's first episode until his official retirement in 2018. Eric Jacobson began understudying for the character in 2015 and officially took on the full role. Well, that's acceptable to me. The original version was Orange, which is awesome, of, of, of um, Oscar, but I've turned green. Yeah, I don't think he's been... I Dude, I, I, I think you're incorrect. I don't think he's been... So they just transitioned the guy because the other guy was old and died. Or is he dead? No, he's not dead, but he's retired. He's old. And then they brought in, you know, a youngster, a young gun behind him. And, you know, Oscar openly admits that he does not like anything or anybody that is nice. (laughs) Except young human children as well as older fans of the show. The only person he liked on camera was Maria, which he would never admit. I do remember him doing that. Um, yeah, so 
Yeah, Oscar the Grouch was one of my personal favourites. I used to love Oscar. Grouchy little bastard that he was. No, he's probably, your, he's probably your spirit animal. Yeah, he used to love him in his trash can, just grumpy all the time, always wanting to be left alone. All these people were always annoying him. I knew exactly how it felt. Um, all right. I mean, if you're going to live in a trash can on the street, well, you've got to kind of take your lumps, eh? Yeah, but, dude, what... It's you a public what, area, mate. It's a public area. What I used to love, though, was... Or at least... I'm not sure if this is for real, but in my mind, the trash can was always way more massive than... Um, yeah. While appearing to be the size of a normal trash can on the outside, Oscar's trash can is much bigger on the inside, as revealed in the adventures of Elmo and Grouchland. That's right. It holds a farm, swimming pool, ice rink, a bowling alley, and piano. Other items include his pet worm, Slimy, his pet elephant, Fluffy, his shoes, a back door, and a dimensional gate to Grouchland, USA, his hometown. Yeah, that's what I remember as a kid. His his um his his trash can was like way bigger on the inside, which I always loved. Um, and if you're a real fan, you would know that because it was like you know that was tucked away in the show. But the Oscar fans like myself knew that, and we used to just people were always like, "Oh, he lives in a trash can, it's so shit." It's like it's a massive fucking space inside. If you actually follow the show, idiots. But like these are these you know people constantly misunderstood. Oh, sorry, it, it was it was a different character called Bruno the Trash Man that was taken. <laughs> Bruno sorry. the Trash. I'm sorry, I. I remember something about tra- <laughs> oh, like the, the trash can or something, but you, I if you get you, you can't do Sesame Street and take away Big Bird and fucking Oscar. There's no point. God, if they take away Big Bird and Oscar, I'm going to riot, frankly. And um, you know, they I was pissed off when they took away Cookie Monster eating cookies. That was annoying to me. They made him moderate his cookie intake, and apparently now he's like, oh, you only have to eat cookies like once a day and stuff like. It's bullshit. I remember in the old days, Cookie Monster just dominating cookies whenever he felt like it was awesome. It was like what made him cool. Anyway. Did you, know Kermit, did you know Kermit the Frog was on Sesame Street? Of course I did. Are you kidding? He's constantly on it. No, no, no. So it says here... Um, or it was what <coughs> Jim I was Henson actually, No, no. Jim, Jim Henson took him off because yeah. he knew... Um, but he was on Kermit. it, though. When I used to watch it, he was on it. Yeah, he was on the first season, and then uh, Jim Henson took him off. Oh, no, he's turned up more than that, though, Kermit. I mean, when I used to watch it in the 70s, 80s, he was still in it, you know? No, no, I think what I mean is they took him off as a regular... Yeah, he was more of a special guest. He knew that that character was going to be his trademark character. Yeah. And so he retired him from it, so he wasn't a regular... Yeah. Um... Uh, but he was in it a bit, though. If you watch the show, at least back in, you've got to remember yeah. my memories are from the late seventies, and they're not especially, you know, clear memories. But I remember a great episode of Muppets where Kermit he, uh, says, "I'm going to bring a couple of friends across," and he brings across um, Bert and Ernie on the Muppet Show. That was a great episode, and they come in and they're like waving and stuff. I love. I, I mean, I didn't grow up too much with Sesame Street, but I love the Muppets. Like, the yeah, Muppets man, they rock. So they rock, and they're so much more shit now. now Swedish Chef. Yeah, Swedish Chef, Beaker. Uh, Beaker. Pig, Pig <laughs> in Space, old, uh, Miss Piggy. The two, yeah, the two old men in the, uh, yeah, in yeah, the balcony. Yeah, two gods, basically. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, what's his name? Is it Gromit? Yeah, Grover. Is it about Grover? Grover? You know Grover, the the guy, the guy with the big nose. Yeah, with the with the the schnoz. Yeah, and he Gro- loves- not Grover. Um, sorry, I'm confusing him with um. What is his name? Yeah, is, isn't it Gromit? No, 
I don't think it's Gromit. Gromit. Grover's the Sesame Street guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the great Gromit. Gonzo. Gonzo? The, the Gonzo. Great... Oh, oh, good be Gonzo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of Gonzo. Sorry. I'm thinking of Wallace and Gromit probably. But yeah, I liked him. He was in love with chickens. Yeah, he was pretty cool. And do you know what he is? Have a guess what he is. Do you know what he is like? Um, is he like an anteater or an aardvark no, or something like that? No, actually, it's actually really cool. He's an alien. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Because they did that in the uh, the in the movie. Yeah, it's awesome. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was only revealed in the movie. Yeah, his name's mm. Gonzo, uh, formerly known as the Great Gonzo or Gonzo the Great. Uh, it's the resident. Actually, uh, I watched the, there was a recent movie they did with the Muppets uh, with with Gonzo. It was called um, Muppets and uh, in the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. You know, the Haunted Mansion from the Disney and all that, where mm-hmm. Gonzo goes to the to to stay in the Haunted Mansion for a, a night. <laughs> He's always scared of everything, you know. Basically, He's not, not in this one. In this one, he was fearless. Really? Mm. <laughs> That's cool. Um, all right. Well, moving away from the Muppets, which rock basically, and they probably rock harder, I believe, back in the day than now. Now they're a bit Disneyfied. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I loved that show Pacified. back in the day when they used to have celebrities on. Oh, it was such a good show. Oh, it was great stuff. Yeah, you'd have all sorts of celebrities on. Johnny Cash was on there. You know, plenty of people mm. were on there. I think Mark Hamill was on there, um, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. There's I think Carrie Fisher was on as well. Plenty of people were on. Uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan is ending after season four, whenever that comes out. What a funny news article that says whenever that comes out. The show's third season still hasn't aired and still doesn't have a premiere date. So... Well, well, you're only four episodes. That's a, it seems like that's casting a bit of shade, that news item. I, I feel the person who wrote that kind of has an axe to grind. Uh, now, did I, before I do this news item, did I give the alternate ending to Terminator Salvation that McGee said? Did I tell this to you? I told it to Michelle. Have I done this on the show? So, McGee, the director of Terminator Salvation. I, I honestly don't know. I think I know... I think I remember you mentioning it to okay, me. But well, I, don't I want to read it out. I want to read it out because it's cool. So <laughs> the ending, this is so basically, we all know, the movie came out. It wasn't a huge hit. Uh, McGee always wished they'd done the ending that they did film but didn't use. So the ending that didn't stick finds John Connor mortally wounded in a resistance attack that destroys Skynet's supply weapons, including the new designed TA-800s. Despite the mistrust directed towards him, Wright sacrifices himself to save Connor's life, allowing the resistance to continue its fight. Uh, if he could have done anything different, uh, McGee says he would have stuck with the dark ending that we photographed that got cut, uh, blah, blah, blah. So he's mentioned it before. In a 2009 discussion with EW, McGee describes an ending in which Connor dies and Marcus's sacrifice plays it differently. Marcus offers his physical body so Connor's exterior is put on top of his machine body. The heroes later meet this version of Marcus thinking that it's still John Connor. But in the last moments, Connor gets up and there's a small flicker of red in his eyes and he shoots Kate, he shoots Kyle, he shoots everyone in the room. In this movie, Skynet wins. And that would have been the end of the movie. What do you think of that, Rich? Like a dark ending. Marcus offers his physical body so Connor's exterior is put on top of the machine. Because Marcus was, I think, a, a Terminator. The heroes later meet this version of Marcus thinking that it's still John. But in the last moments, Connor gets up. Mm. He gets up from where? The floor. I don't know. The, 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 basically, the point of the story is that he gets up and then he just kills everyone. So, um, uh, personally, I think it's a bit of a stupid ending. 
Um, well, no, just because it, it... Okay, so the reason they sent the Terminator back in the past is because, obviously, they were going to lose to John. I mean, like, you know, the res they just can't wipe out the resistance, so you would assume that the reason that they sent back into the past... I mean, if they're going to win at the end of the day, what would be the need to go in the past and try and kill him? Yeah, I don't know. But but um but remember Terminator. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, but I just don't think of it. It makes sense. Ter yeah, good point. Good point. Terminator Salvation though was the one that's set in the future. Remember? No, 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 no. It all happens. Yeah, but my point is the reason that they send a Terminator back in the past in the first place is mm. because John Connor is such a thorn in their side. Yes. But I mean, if they're going to win at the end of the day, like. It, 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 you know what I mean? Like it kind yeah, no, of I, negates I, yeah. the, the, the thing. So it's an interesting ending. I mean, mm. for, if the Terminator was like, oh, it's, I, I guess it was predetermined, but I kind of, I just feel like, well, again, to be fair, the Terminator movies have become so convoluted. Well, and think about Genesis. And Michelle and I were talking about it because it's Michelle's favorite franchise. So in Terminator Genesis, John Connor does turn evil, if you remember. Okay. And then in Salvation, no, it's not Salvation, in, um, in Genesis, he does become evil, and then in Dark Fate, he gets killed at the start by the other Terminator. So, but there's, there's literally three different fucking Terminator timelines going on. Oh, at the there's moment. at least three. Yeah, Jesus, it's, there's plenty of shit going on. So convoluted, Richard. I've selected this next news item especially for you because I know there's nothing you enjoy more than a bit of sexual identity politics. Mm. Um, so get this. So there's a new there's a new um, Teen Justice, uh, Justice League, Multiversity book. It's called Multiversity Teen Justice 1. And DC Comics has a PR push for the new series. There's some trading card images for the cast members and a highlighting of varying colours, blah, blah, blah. They also, Rich, have a thing where on their, on their um, you know, trading cards, it says what their pronouns are. So Kid Quick is just Chambers, known as they, them, their, Aqua Girl, Sorry, what was that last one? Kid. There. There. They, there, there. So if you say there, instead of saying, I don't know, there, there, like. Oh, you mean like they are, like the, the, the they are abbreviation? I don't there? know. Like there. Not like, not like over there. No, their <laughs> arms. Their, their arms. Their oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Got, it, got it. So Kid Quick, Jess Chambers, to be known as a they. Uh, Aqua Girl. Um. Although, you know, what's so weird is it's called Aqua Girl. And then it's like, but it's they. Oh, no, Aqua Girl is she, hers, hers. Okay, so Aqua Girl is a she. Well, that makes more sense. I was confused there. I was like, why would you be calling yourself Aqua Girl? But she's like, no, 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 you've got to call me they. So, yeah, so basically Jess Chambers is a they, Kid Quick. Aqua Girl is a girl who's known as she, her, hers. Clarine, which girl is she, hers, hers? Supergirl is she, hers, hers. This is getting boring. Robin, Talia Kane, is she, hers, hers? Troy, is he, him, his? Raven, is he, him, his? Okay, so there's only one, though. Oh, that's a bit boring. Um, Wait, isn't Raven a girl, though? I'm um, No, this is, is the this alternate. Raven? This is the alternate. Oh, okay. This is the multiversity one. Can, can I tell you something that I find absolutely fascinating about pronouns? Mm, go ahead. You don't get to... You don't get to choose your pronouns these days you can man it's all changed no 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 <laughs> you do not refer to someone in your presence by their pronouns yeah but it's how if i'm talking people, to you i don't people. go to you no but let's say dave you use you, you you want to say my pronouns are they them yep i'm not going to walk up to you and go hey they 
Yeah, but the, hey them, no, how but, you doing? I'm going to say, hey Dave, how you doing? Yeah, but if hey, you were talking buddy. about me to someone else, you were like, no, but you don't get, no, but you don't get to decide this. this. No, you don't get to decide people yeah, what pronouns they, they use. They, when, no, no, when you're not, no. Here's the thing: when you are not there, <laughs> when you are not there, part of the conversation, you don't get to decide what pronouns people use. Well, I'm but, sorry, I know, but these days they're insisting. Pronouns that... are the, yeah, but pronouns are the dumbest thing in the fucking world yeah. because when someone, <laughs> when you are there, they're not going to refer to you as they. No, I and when you're not there, you don't know what the fuck they're using. Yeah, but this is, I mean. I, I mean, I don't care. But like, what I'm saying is, this is what they're trying to do now. This is the big. No, push but I just, But that's what I say. I find it so stupid. You're not even there. Yeah, when people use your pronouns or use a pronoun to talk about you, you are not there. I know. I know. I just find that so stupid. I don't get it. I, find I, I don't, just What I don't understand stupid. is why you want to be called they. It's just confusing. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's confusing. I constantly, like, and I believe you me. I couldn't care less. About any of this, far it none of it offends me. But when I often am reading articles about Grant Morrison, actually, and, and someone keeps saying they, and I keep thinking they're talking about they did this. I keep thinking they're talking about multiple people, you know. And then they had their feelings hurt, and I'm like, huh? Okay, le, 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 but again, this is why I, I look. I understand that people feel different. They they don't know. I get that shit, right? I do get it. I understand that, you know, people just feel the way they feel. But sure. let's say you and I are standing somewhere, right? Sure. And you need to know where to go. Yep. And I say, oh, just that door by that girl. Now, I'm going to say girl or her because you're just you're going to go, oh, uh, the girl over there or the female over there because it's just easy. You're not going to say next if to I that. Then yeah, if I point and say, oh, the door by they, mm. you're going to go, what the fuck? Who, who's <laughs> they? Which person is they? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's confusing. Not, yeah. that's, why, that's why I say to me, these pro, this pronoun stuff doesn't make any sense. Again, I, I know, understand. But it makes I them feel you happier, feel, man. It makes I, them feel happier, dude. But my know? point is they're not going <laughs> to. But that's why I say they're not going to use it in front of you because I'm going to, if your name's Becky, I'm going to say, hey, Becky. Yeah. Or I'm going to say, hey, friend. Hey, Dude, buddy. In all fairness, hey, I think it's just it's just something we're doing just to make these people feel a bit happier, basically, at the end of the day. That's it. That's my point. It's like they're trying to control your language and they're not even in the room, which I just go, you no, oh, you don't yeah. get to decide my language. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But like... What, Look, what, put what, it in your yeah. bio, whatever. Put it put it in your yeah. bio. They put do, it on they whatever. do. I don't, yeah, they, I don't them, care. But they. you are not telling me... In my, in my own presence, when you're not there, what pronouns I can use when I'm describing shit? I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. I draw the line at that. Yeah, I don't kind of like being bossed around either, personally. But like, I, yeah, I just I just think the whole thing's ridiculous, personally. But anyway, that's just me. I guess I'm old. Um, well, yeah, we're both old. We, we're we, both we, old. We just used to normal English language. I will say this: it's probably like I I don't mind them. I would try to do it, but I'm also going to struggle to remember to call people they all the time. You know, it's not it's not easy. Oh, no, no, but forget that. It's not even just they, bro. Like, it's Z, Zer, Burger. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's just, I, I'm, so, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm in, sorry. My, in my I... absence, Richard, please call me Hamburger. You know, yeah. like, that's it. And from now on, Dave is just No, Dave, hamburger. because you're not there to hear it, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, whatever, man. I don't care, really. And when you come at me and go, did you refer to me as Hamburger? I'll say, yeah, of course I did. Don't worry about it, buddy. Off you go. <laughs> refer to me as Hamburglar. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I go by ham or burger. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's the end of the news. What a great news segment that was. Uh, shopping with the gang um, this week. Actually, I'm picking up Incredible Hulk Epic Collection Crossroads, which leads right into the Going Grey John Byrne Epic Collection, which I've already got, which then leads into the Peter David. So it all, you know, it all sort of comes in together, Rich. It's all coming up, Dave. I'm also in a big Fantastic Four 90s kick. I'm reading Tom DeFalco's Fantastic mm. Four, which is a lot of fun. Did you read Fantastic oh, Four you're, in the you're, 90s? You're becoming, a, you're becoming a Fantastic Four fan now, are you? Richard, I've always liked the Fantastic Four. You are a liar. You but are such you, a liar. No, I didn't like them. No, I did like them as a kid, okay? I thought they were cool as a kid. But as a comic book reader, I never read them. And then I read uh, Hickman's Fantastic Four, which blew me away. And then I read uh, Summer Mark Wage, which actually I didn't like that much. But then I read a lot of Tom DeFalco's stuff. I, I don't mind the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, I like them. You know, I think they're cool. Um, but I, you are right. It was it was a long process for me as a kid. I liked them. I remember as a kid when I liked. Spider-Man. Well, I'm telling you, a long period of our friendship, you have not been a Fantastic Four fan. Yes, because that was before I, you. You are right because that was between when I was a child and between when I had read. Now, <laughs> no, Hickman's Fantastic Four is where I flicked the switch. Ah, uh, fair enough. Basically, as he finished his run, I picked up. Um, the first someone really recommended it to me, and it blew me away. And then I really, you know, a character that I always thought was lame was Thing, and then I realised Thing's actually a really cool character. Um, but it took me a while to get back to it. But as a kid, as a little kid, I did actually like the Fantastic Four. Um, so you know, but it's funny how these things come around. But my point is, Tom DeFalco's Fantastic Four is actually really good. I really like it. I think it's fun. Um, and they're doing cool things. And and also, I read the new Fantastic Four, Rich. I have the epic collection, which is Wolverine, Ghost Rider, Spidey, and Hulk. <laughs> That's a funny story, man. That's a good story. Do you have you read that one? I have. It is such a. It's it's it must have just been like let's just take some of the most popular characters at the time or something or like I think you know, I, because, I think they were purposely doing that. Yeah, because it's such a weird combination of of, oh, of characters. Great, yeah. And Wolverine's so grumpy throughout the whole story. He's like so yeah. grumpy. It's such, but again, like it's Ghost Rider. It's <laughs> it's Hulk. It's Spider Man. It's like you go. How do these go together? I just don't get it. Well, the funny but thing it was is, fun. they're, was in the fun. Fa- they're in the Fantastic Car as well, and like it's it's so funny when they're and, and Wolverine and Ghost Rider's just there. Like just burning away, just like I mean, it's, instead of the odd couple, it's the odd quadruple. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like the odd exactly. quadruple. And the Hulk is the uh, Grey Hulk, um, and he's super grumpy. Um, now, Ghost Rider Epic Collection: Hell on Wheels, which collects the first Ghost Rider um, volumes, uh, is also coming out. X Men: Fall of the Mutants Omnibus. He's getting a re-release. I already own it. Rich, um, have you got that one? The Fall of the Mutants Omnibus. No. It's good. I don't. It's really good. Here's the thing: I have a lot of Marvel comic um, floppies. Yes, I don't have that much Marvel trades because really? I've, I've usually. Well, I spent. If I'm buying a trade, I'm usually going to be buying a DC one. Were you you were buying X Men in floppies in the nineties, weren't you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look. I mean, I'm I'm not a massive Marvel fan, but I mean, you can tell I do know stuff because I was, I was still collecting some Marvel stuff and all that. Um, Have you got all the um, books that you bought in the nineties or not? I don't, I mean, I restarted my collection in the two thousands. 
I, I've got some what I could bring over with me from South Africa. You've got those savage sort of Conans I always ask about when I come yeah, around. Yeah, so I don't, I don't have a massive amount from, from the 90s, but I do have a lot of my Green Lanterns and yeah. and and stuff from the 90s. Um, so uh, my Justice League, I've got that from the 90s, uh, uh-huh. the, um, the Giffen and Demetrius uh-huh. era. So I, I brought, I, I, you know, I mean, I could only bring really a suitcase sure. of clothes. I didn't move. Uh, we weren't rich enough to move with, like, every single piece of furniture, like some, yeah. Some rich South Africans did. Um, so I brought what I could. So I do have some of it, but um, I've got an impressive collection of. No, you do. Of, yeah. of, honestly, so. Uh, but yeah, I, but you know, trades are expensive. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and you're rebuying a lot of times. You'd be rebuying stuff that you have. Oh, definitely, yeah. So a lot of that was I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to get the DC because you know I can't I can't buy too much. I do have so, I don't have a lot of omnibuses when it comes to Marvel. Mm. I do have some trades. Yeah, but um, most of my omnibuses are, are DC. Who's your favorite Marvel character or team, if you have to pick one? It's a tough question for you, Rich. I know you're more of a DC guy. I mean, it, it is a it is a tough question because I do like uh, I do like a few Marvel characters. Um, uh, what's my absolute favorite Cap- one? Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably Captain Britain. Oh, that's right. You love Captain Britain, don't you? Mm. Such a random if, if choice. I had to say like, yeah, well, if I had to, you have to say like, what's my fave fave? I mean, again, I like her. I really like Hercules. Uh, um, my fave. I'll be honest with you. My favorite when I was reading the X Men stuff, I loved Excalibur. And in fact, I'm going to actually pick yeah. one of my choices. Will be uh, will be like the first volume of Excalibur because I believe you haven't really read it. No, um, I don't think I've read an issue yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. So we're we're going to be doing that. So yeah, I, do it, you know, man, yeah. I really enjoyed that. So I'd enjoy, I'd enjoy that actually. Yeah, I'd enjoy checking that out. You know, I'm, I've always liked Captain America, but I've never collected a lot of him. You know what I mean? Like, what about Wolverine? What about not really? Oh Jesus, really? God, I, I was always a Cyclops guy. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, let's move on. I can't take any oh, more of this bullshit. So my favorite, uh, I love. Sorry, I loved Excalibur, but I also loved. Um, not the first iteration of X Factor, but the second iteration when it was um, Havoc, Wolfsbane, Polaris, Strong Guy. I tell you who and, loves that. Um, J- you, you, James Maddox. Ray. That was Peter David, wasn't it? Uh, I believe it was. Yes, which I believe. And I think the art was... Um, uh, fuck, he became the Marvel editor. Fuck, what was he? Uh, or C- the, uh, the guy C- that... Uh, oh, Joe, Joe, Joe I, think Joe was, I think it was Joe Quesada that was doing the art, if I'm okay. not mistaken. I know Ray is a massive X-Factor guy. You can get oh, all I, the, love, I, I love that X-Factor, man. You can I get all know. those in Epic Collections now. They're all available. They're all via Yeah, I might, you know what? I might actually br- uh, branch out a bit and, and start looking at getting some Epic Collections or Omnibuses, but oh. I think it'll be stuff like Captain Britain, X-Factor... Uh, Excalibur, sure. that sort of stuff. Fair enough. And the last thing coming out uh, of interest next week is Wolverine Patch 2, which we're definitely doing on the show. So Larry Hammer, Lethal Larry Hammer, um, still locking a date for Signal, uh, is, yeah, continuing on the story of uh, Wolverine Patch in Madripoor. Uh, weekly comics this week, Rich, we only really had the Way of the Rat stuff. Do you want to take us through what you thought of the Way of the Rat issues 5 and 6? Um, yeah, I mean, again, really enjoyable. It's going at a really good pace. Um, uh, and, and, and the, the character that you think is the villain is pretty much taken care of already, but it looks like obviously it's, it's not about one villain. It's, there's probably going to be lots of rings. Yeah. 
and um you know he bought he beat the guy in like combat and he handed the ring and then that guy got assassinated uh, it very easy because like oh i thought this was going to be the villain but obviously i think um you know i think he, i think i would assume because obviously the, the the book never finished mm. um that i would assume that there was going to be like a villain every storyline or like a ring wielder mm. who or something so um, look we're only 60 years i'm not sure exactly where we're going we'll find out as we keep reading it um but again a really really enjoyable it's going at a good pace it's got interesting characters it's got it's got good action um in it um uh, I, I like you know what i like the idea i feel like this would also not only would this make a good show this would make a good game oh yeah you know what i mean yeah. i feel like i feel like this is the makings of a good game where you instead of you getting like skills you get rings and then you base your Dude, fighting style put, put on that the in ring the that you put want that to in the notes to talk to chuck about and also ask him because this can be your question i'll give away the rat to you uh like did he envision this? Obviously, I think in the end it ends because cross-gen go under. But did he envision this as like a 50, 100-issue kind of run? It feels like it's got plenty of room, you know? I would definitely say that I... I, I, I mean, I mean, look, but this is when comics where you wanted everything to be a, a, an ongoing mm. series. But, I mean, I would have hoped that a, a book like this would have had an ending because I just feel like... Um, I, yeah, I, but you I'm, could well, have an ending in 50 or 100 issues. You know? Oh no no, but that's what I'm saying. I would I would have hoped that like it was yeah more of a like oh I've got this interesting story to tell maybe over 50, 60 issues or you know what I can get and but I'm working towards a conclusion mm. and 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 maybe at some point I'll do a sequel or a prequel or you know what I mean or or delve into the um, the lore you know what I mean mm. um, go back in time and explain the origins of the rings you know what I mean like um, you know you could do stuff like that like something can be ongoing without being ongoing if you know what I mean like it can continue mm. but just in different iterations different you know um, volumes and stuff but yeah yeah we'll we'll certainly ask him about that yeah definitely um yeah no, it's good stuff now let's turn to our trade of the week now it was a big read it was breath um, which is basically, in essence, uh, it's the Roman Empire versus... They're called Uland, and I'm assuming that is Ireland. Um, I'm not sure if the Romans ever invaded Ireland, but it basically he's it's it's kind of like Celtic tribes, isn't it, Rich? Like that this Brath is a leader of. It's, well, it definitely comes across as, ga- uh, comes across as Gaelic. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that this was going to be kind of Chuck doing Conan, in the Crosshair universe, which I was 100% down for. But actually, it's more of a serious, not serious, maybe, but like it's a fairly straight historical narrative of Rome um, fighting against these Gaelic forces and this Brath being a bit trickier than normal with the normal opponents. Really interesting. And like he gets captured, gets taken back to Rome, put in the gladiator ring. I mean, it's really kind of Spartacus style stuff. Uh, you have the emperor gets assassinated. Uh, the child emperor takes over, who's a real little prick. Um, it's full on, man. Like I, I've got to say, this was such a pleasure to read. I, I had to rush read it. I started reading it um, today, and I was reading it, and I was like, man, this is really good. And you know, the, by the end of it, I had to rush through to the end of it, and I was, I was kind of sad to see that obviously they went bankrupt, and literally it ends on a kind of. A cliffhanger, like it ends just kind of like on a. You can tell it's not meant to be the end, but because they basically went out of business. But it was a really good storyline. And and Rich, who is on art duties? Because I think the artist did a fantastic job on this book. Would you agree? Oh, uh, the art was um, uh, 
uh, fantastic. Like it's yeah. um um ah, uh, I'm gonna have to look up who the 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 artist was. Again I've got it because... here. I, I've got it here. I can I can find it. Um, but I, I really think they deserve a mention because, like a major, not just them, obviously they deserve a mention, but a major mention because I think Chuck set it up perfectly. But then this artist just knocked it out of the park, and it was it was and I like they did Rome how I want to see Rome, you know, like big, you know, spacious, and and then these the centurions they look like the centurions from the movies and stuff. Like it was really. It, it kind of really drew me in more than stuff normally does. I, I, I thought this was excellent. Um, and the best the best way I can describe this book, which I really enjoyed, is Gladiator meets Braveheart. Yep, good point. That's not a bad one, Rich. Um, I'm, just, Jesus, I'm just trying to find the artists, and of course they're not listed at the start of the book. Of course not, when I want to find them. like At the end of every issue, I think that they did a... Um, so here's something that's very interesting. Oh, there was there was a, I think there was a different artist at one point. I think uh -huh. they did change artists. But anyway, um, just to let, uh, uh, I looked it up. Breath uh, does come from from Irish. Yeah. Basically, means violence, fierceness, anger, fury, right? That sort of stuff. So obviously, it, yeah, it, it's 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 definitely using. Well, again, it's a fantasy, so I guess he's he's going for the Irish. Devito is the surname of the artist. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out the full name of the artist. Yeah, it's a mildly because I don't believe that the the Romans actually invaded Ireland. I think they thought Ireland was a, not worth the trouble because they'd already had so much trouble with the Scots. Um, oh, I mean, I think they may have at some point, but don't forget they also started to pull out of. Um, well, eventually, yeah. You know, once their problems started, they they started sort of pulling out of of, of Britain. Yeah. Um, Andre, uh, so, Andrea uh, De Vito is the artist. Yeah. So I mean, at some point, I think they probably would have, because obviously, if if your empire's doing well, you want to expand, take over the whole island. But yeah, I think they sort of uh, uh, reinforce themselves, and then obviously they started having troubles back home. Um, you know the empire was having issues, and they were they started pulling a lot of troops and legions back mm. um, to Rome. So who knows? I mean, they may have gone for Ireland. Well, here, here we go. The Romans point. never conquered Ireland. They did not even try. The closest they came was twenty years after the invasion of Anglesey, when Arolica, another governor, eyeballed the north coast of Ulster from the trackless wastes of Galloway. So you know, I believe that they had a lot of. Well, don't forget, Hadrian put the wall up. Uh, which was considered yeah. that was the limit that they were going to go in the United yeah. Kingdom. Oh, but but also, I mean, but again, as you say, someone you know had the eye. But don't forget, in those days, things moved slowly, hey. Mm. Like you know, communicating between. <laughs> they they did you trade. Know. They did trade with it. They did trade with Ireland. Yeah. Um, I reckon they would have at some point. I mean, once if, once they settled, I think, and mm. maybe if the the empire there was growing, they would have they would have expanded. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, but uh, but as you say the empire at a certain point and it's addressed in this book um the the as they built the boundaries he, he kind of made the point that we need allies the emperor was actually the, that that kind of fat emperor was actually much more clever than the kid wasn't he really oh, that's why he had to die because the kid they needed the they needed the good the the bratty villain who only you know um is interested in his own gratification ego. He yeah, was almost so. a, he was like commoditas in Gladiator. You know, he was addicted. Yeah, to that's it. what I said. This, this this book is 
is like a fantastic combination of of Braveheart and Gladiator. It like takes the best of Gladiator, takes the best of like Braveheart, and just mushes them together and adds some extra stuff onto it as well. I don't want to make it sound like it's just it's. There's some interesting elements with the stag god. Oh yeah, and and this uh, uh, I'm not a druid woman because the druid was the the guy. Druid were men. There was the witch. She's like, a, she's like a witch or whatever, and she wants to sacrifice Brath's uh, Brath's so, kid. Which I thought they to, did like, sacrifice. The I was god. like, Jesus, that went dark. But their kid. Actually- well, that, yeah, yeah, that, that's what they wanted. Obviously, that's what they wanted you to think. Yeah. Um, Chuck but, got so me there. Were- he got me. Chuck got me. I was like, Jesus, Chuck, we're killing the kids now. Okay, all right. So this wasn't actually created by Chuck. No, I think it's created by Mark Alessi, which is the creator. Yeah, Mark Alessi and Gina M. Villa. Yeah, Mark Alessi was Chuck. The, Mark Alessi was the guy behind CrossGen. He was like the money. Yeah, the, and then what did we say? And Andrea Devito was the penciler, apparently. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, so he probably we, we should ask Chuck about it. Like he, I'm sure he gave him some concepts, but I bet you Chuck did like a ton of the actual outlining and scripting and stuff i bet you some of these concepts were pretty loose but we should ask him actually i'll I'll ask him that question because i i I dug this i'm going to say this get ready for this comment it's in my sorry i'm just i'm I'm just looking at this is disgusting that the artist hasn't actually had that much work sorry wow really i was just looking at this stuff it's not that it's it's not a lot and that's disgusting wow because this art is fantastic really good Mm. really good art. it's really good that's 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 a shame that's a real shame yeah it is a shame um Here's a comment. It's in my top 10 Chuck Dixon stories. Bang. And there's a lot of them. It's actually hit the top 10. I love this. This is... Oh, no. Absolutely fantastic. This is Rome. This is what I always say. And ironically, I've said this to Chuck. Could he do a Roman story? Well, he has already done one, Dave. But I'm greedy. (laughs) I want... I'm greedy. Chuck, can I? Can you do more? Because unfortunately, Disney bought CrossGen well, for pennies in the dollar. I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify this as a Roman story. I would classify this as obviously a. Well, it's a, like a, Roman frontier story, you know. No, no. I mean, R- Rome is the antagonist. Obviously, it's it's. But but the story is not about Rome. The story is about Brath and the Irish and well, yeah. the Gaelics. Well, you know, again, it's a fantasy mixture, hodgepodge sort of thing and all that. But it's it's more about them where Rome is the the enemy. But I think what you want from him is an actual yes. Roman story. You know me well, oh. don't you, Rich? Well, but you do see a bit of it, though. Like, as as the story wears on and they go back to Rome, Rome there's a fair few Roman scenes and stuff. Oh, no, no, no. Chuck, look, Chuck knows his shit, man. Seriously, Chuck knows. Chuck is a... I would say Chuck is a scholar of Rome because he... I think he, he knows He knows how the Roman Empire worked and... And, and, and how it operated and all that is very accurate. And I've watched a fair few Roman uh, documentaries. So, uh, I mean, pretty much how he's written it is like, I'm like, oh, shit, this is pretty accurate from... I've got from, a question. Do, do you think, because I think he is a scholar of Rome, do, do you think that if, like, this is a crazy question, do you think at the time, it, would he, like, if you took his his body and his brain back to the time and he was a governor in... Uh, you know, wherever in the UK for Rome, would he have the knowledge to launch a successful invasion of Ireland? Do you think, Chuck Dixon? Yes. <laughs> do you think he I'm probably talking? wouldn't because he's smart enough, probably not to, <laughs> like, no, no, not to uh, expand himself so thin. But <laughs> that's a question. I, I think that's a great question. And well, um, ask him. I'm going to ask, him, on I, I'm gonna ask okay. him. We're going to get an answer on that question. Yeah, oh, no, I think he way, knows a lot Andrea, about it. Andrea DeVito is currently doing uh, Patch. What's Patch? The Wolverine 
patch. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. That's that's ironic. That's it? nice. Yeah, good. Good to see him doing some, uh, getting some work. Because yeah. as I said, I'm looking at I'm looking at his um, his body of work, and it, again, it's not a, like it's not a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if he was doing some storyboarding in Hollywood or something as well. You know, very cinematic yeah. style. Oh I, no, he's uh, it's fantastic. I mean, and pa- and Patch is actually even better than than Brath. Yeah, because obviously, you know, he's more seasoned now. He does a fantastic Conan as well. Man, this guy—I can't believe this guy's only done one issue of a Conan. Mm, it feels like he'd that's, be perfect. That's disgusting. Yeah, Richard's not happy. But um, well, this is a great, great story. And and sadly, CrossGen went into bankruptcy, and um, essentially, it all got shelved. And and when it went into liquidation or whatever, um. Uh, Disney bought them for pennies in the dollar and just shelved it all. So they owned it all and they're doing nothing with it. What a bunch of idiots. Not even re-releasing the trades or anything. They just completely just typical fucking mouse. You know, just bought it, shelve it. Um, but it's a shame because I think it's a great story. Uh, I just think, honestly, I'm, I'm going to say to Chuck, what about doing another Roman Empire storyline? Like with your, not cross-gen, um, Arcaven Comics or crowdfunding or whatever it takes. I just think he's got such a... Na- and, and one of his Bad Times books, Avenging Angels, is set in the Roman Empire, which I love. It's one of my favourite in the Bad Times series, which we're going to mention on the show. But, yeah, frankly, this is a great read. Uh, you can find it if you look for it. Um, Brath, B-R-A-T-H, Andrea Davidi, or Davido, I don't know how you say that. And, um, I guess Davido. Davido. Like Danny Davido. Danny Davido, yeah. And Chuck Dixon, a great story. And you really, if you like Ben Hur, if you like Spartacus, those kind of storylines. Braveheart. Braveheart, yeah, yeah. Braveheart, great one. Gladiator, all that kind of stuff. Um, But you are right, Rich, you know me well. I would love one just from the Roman perspective, you know, Mm. purely from the Roman perspective. And, um, you know, the. Can can I be honest with you? My (laughs) favourite. My favorite interpretation of Rome mm. is is from Asterix and Obelix. Oh, well, that was fun. I remember that. I as lo- a kid. Oh, I love. I mean, they drew Julius Caesar so fucking brilliantly. Uh, like animated him, he just looked like Julius Caesar, like in cartoon form. But I, oh my god, I love Asterix and Obelix. That's that's probably one of my favorite like European. Um, oh, it was very good. Yeah, ever. Definitely, yeah. Like, uh, back in the day, I was a massive Tintin, Asterix, and Obelix yeah. fan. I loved Asterix and Obelix. I've watched all the animated movies. Wow, I've even really? watched the terrible. I've even watched the terrible live-action movies. Oh, Jesus. Time. That was really bad, wasn't it? Oh, what? they're terrible, but it's Asterix and Obelix. I love it. Wasn't there um, uh, something called Something Funny Happened on the Way to the Forum, I think, was was like a movie or something. I just know the title of it. Something... Something funny happened on the way to the forum. I believe it was a musical or something, but um, yeah, it was. Also, I thought you were going to say Mel Brooks in History of the World. No, that that's a great one. But African Oblix is is so much like there's so much more. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, of it, and I just you know I, I I just thought it was I thought it was funny. It was cartoony, but accurate as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they drew them in accurate like armor, clothing. They even made the the like the Roman. Uh, characters that were based on historical people look like you know a cartoon version of those people and all that um yeah. i just thought it was brilliant oh by the way i, I was thinking of buying you a gift 
What is that? I saw, I saw a Julius Caesar um, uh, pencil holder, mm. but but all the holes are in his back. Oh, that's, I like it though. I like I like the way you think. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh my god, I should so get that for Dave one day. Like just what, this Julius. One Caesar, of the darkest moments of my gaming career was oh. when in Assassin's Creed Origins I had to kill Julius Caesar. I. I was... uh, but you still did it anyway. See, you you yeah. did it anyway. It was not not happily, not happily. Not happily at all. Very you should have said, you know what? Game's finished now. Put this down. That's the end of the game. I will not be killing Julius. Oh, you should have made gosh. it a stand, man. You should have made it a stand. Shut off. I know. It It really... It. I loved that game. I put so many hours into that game, and I could, I almost couldn't believe it. I was just like, really? Like... I've, can, I, can I say something? I, I, so my friend, he's like, oh, you know, because the new Lego Star Wars game came out, you know, the, yeah. the Skywalker series. Saga, yeah. And, and, and he keeps saying to me, he's like, oh, when are you going to, are you going to get it? Come on, you, you're a big Legos fan. I said, you know what? I'll buy it when it's like super cheap, you know, like 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. And I will literally pay, play up until the sequels. And then I will literally stop playing the game. It's the first sure. Lego game I will not 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough, man. I mean, you know. I, That's like, what you should have done, Dave. You should have played that game, and when you got to the uh, point where you realized... Dude, I'd already done... There was a whole fucking schmozzle about the last scene. It was I had to fight all these guards and be sneaky and do all this stuff. Uh, I, I, you know what? You'd be so much cooler in my eyes if you just said, you know what? No. Rebel. switch the game off and just get... That's it. it. I'm not well, playing anymore. I already killed thousands of Romans because the Romans <laughs> are the antagonists. Like, I'd hey, Romans, Romans are Romans, man. They die in, yeah. uh, in battle all the time, but you yeah. killed Julius Caesar. I your know. hero, your I was, idol. I was not happy about it. I really wasn't happy about it at all. Um, but let's move away from that sad topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, look, nine and a half out of ten. I, and I'm only deducting half a point because, unfortunately, they went into bankruptcy and we couldn't get the full yeah. ending. Yeah, nine out of ten, easy, easy. Again, if this was like a complete series, yeah, um, probably a ten out of ten for sure. Yeah, like, if, Because, again, unfortunately, oh, goes at such a good pace. I pretty it much does, read it in yeah. one. I read it in one sitting. I was yeah, like, me too. I was just paging, 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 and then it just fucking ends, and you just go, no. Yeah, I know. And just when the boat's coming and stuff, you know, like the the Roman boat coming to well, yeah, I feel like everything was things were just starting to come to a head. Yeah, I know. Um, like the pieces were like going to start sort of like uh, all sort of merged together, and then it kind of ends, and you're like, oh god. Did you see that the the face was saying ciao? Like next to the boat, there was a little guy saying "ciao" to the audience. Did you see that? It's on the final page. Uh, not not of the black and white stuff, of the color. Like r- where the boat is, like he's kind of peeking out from the side of the boat, saying "ciao." I missed that. I was just so yeah. engrossed in the. I was yeah. so engrossed in the story and just flicking through the pages. I I didn't see that little Easter yeah. egg. That's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, no, it's a great one. Um, Look, thank you for joining us uh, on Signal. And, Rich, thanks for your efforts tonight, man. You've been in top form. Um, plenty of news for us to get to go through this week. It's been a good news week for us. Uh, we're proud members of the collective. A um, lot of good shows on there. You've got, obviously, you're into the night with Ray. You've got Trapped in a World, the Howard the Duck podcast. You've got um, Inner Demons with Brian Beggy. You've got Capes and Lunatics with Phil and Lilith and Charlie. Plenty of good shows are on the Collective Network. Uh, we're proud members of them. Rich, your choice next week. Anything in mind? You know what? Um, mm. I think I th- we'll do Volume 1 of Excalibur. Cool. All right. Suits me. Suits me, man. Suits me. I've never read a single page. I don't even know what's in it. I know Kitty Pride's in it and Nightcrawler. Is that right? 
Yeah, it's Nightcrawler, Kitty, uh, Kitty Pride, Captain Britain, uh, Rachel Summers, um, which is like the future daughter or potential daughter of um, Cyclops and Jean. Really? And um, and uh, Megan. Okay. Cool. Oh well, I'm I'm down for that because I've never I've never read it. So yeah, cool. Sounds good. Does she have Lockheed the Dragon? You know? Yeah, of course. Good. Of course, man. Oh, well, then I'm down for this. This sounds all right. Uh, who writes it? Is it Chris Claremont? No, I believe it's written and drawn by uh, Alan Davis. Davis. Oh, Davis. Alan Davis. Yeah, okay. I like his artwork. Yeah, okay. Cool. Mm. All right. Well, yeah, that sounds like fun. So Excalibur next week. Um, anything you'd like to announce to, you know, what are your rates, Rich? If I have to perform a hit tonight, if I need to get rid of someone tonight, what are you charging? Is it 10K? Is that it? Cash? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm retired. You're out of the game. You're out of the game. That's it, man. You got to you got to cut out early before you, <laughs> before you before you burn out or get rubbed out. Yeah. Don't blame the player. Blame the game. Um, all right. On that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. That was a great episode, Rich. Um, I was tired, but we just kept punching.